Hi, this is Thomas from Quest and Chaos. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and joining us on this chaotic adventure. If you want to listen to our other exciting podcasts, such as Swords and Sages, Chaos Agent, Spelljammer, and many more, please visit our website at questsandchaos.com slash podcasts for links to your favorite podcast platform of choice. Now, if you enjoyed this content and want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon for exclusive content, cast interaction, and more at patreon.com slash quests and chaos. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello there, I'm James Aaron O, Dungeon Master for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I am <laughs> the terrors to friends and the never-ending winter that challenge our adventurers as they attempt to put an end to the everlasting rhyme. Hello, I'm Thomas Cook and I play Donovan Chambers III, Gentleman Rogue. I'm out here in Icewind Dale, adventuring for no reason whatsoever in this horrible, frozen wasteland. I'm Alondra Heilman, a.k.a. Lady Bedivere, and I play Elspeth Linkvist, a religious academic-turned-death cleric, leaving my quiet cloister to explore the frozen north in search of my missing adventurer father, and whatever other knowledge I might glean along the way. I'm JP, and I play Azar, the nicest bonebreaker in Tin Towns, a desert native, Azar is perpetually doing what she can to stay warm, but she isn't going to stay inside, however much she may want. Sunlight and life need to be returned to this dark, frozen land, and she's going to do what needs to be done to make that happen. Greetings, I am Narthi Volidath, a triton paladin that is finding herself more comfortable on land than under the sea. All creatures deserve the protection of Persona. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, Icewind Dales. Very excited to have you all here. Uh, we're going to get back into it. It's going to be for a limited time engagement. We're going to wrap the story up. But before we hop into that, ooh, music. We actually get to hear music on our end now. Um, but before we get into the game, we got a few announcements, as we always do. Just got to give out some shout outs. First of all, to Nord Games. Nord Games creates all these lovely supplementary material. I learned that they are system agnostic, but they are typically used for D&D 5e, but you can use it for whatever you like to uh, spice up your game. They got books, they got decks, they got dice, they got a whole smorgasbord of stuff. So check out nordgamesllc.com forward slash three dot html that's our affiliate link and you help them out you help us out and if you use the coupon code chaotic 20 i'm not hearing a no on that chaotic 20 you will get 20 percent off your purchase another friend of the show is birds of paradise birds of paradise they are person not personalized excuse me they are Bird-themed dice, as well as Arizona-themed dice from our very own Andrea of the Birds. They have all, all different kinds. They got Magpie. They got Cardinal, which is coming out soon for you Kickstarter folks. They got the My Cabbages, a personal favorite of mine. 
because Avatar The Last Airbender, um, they have a whole mess of different kinds of dice, every color under the rainbow. So check out birdsofparadise.com, and if you use the coupon code CHAOTIC, you'll get 15% off your purchase. Of course, we got a shout out D&D Beyond. As you can see, D&D Beyond is the official online tool set of Dungeons & Dragons. We use it here on Twitch as an overlay, so you can see the character sheets of our fine characters, as well as health, and as they drop, and as they do the thing. Right? Huh. <laughs> and speaking of D&D Beyond, I'm about to correct the overlay. Ooh. Uh, well, that's excellent, because they, if they have done as I asked, have just leveled up to level six off screen. So, well, all but two of them are level six. I'm genuinely surprised I even got that level. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I used a lot of spells the last time we fought a thing. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. On Quest and Chaos side, you're supporting us here on Twitch. Make sure you watch us on the YouTubes. And uh, if you can, you got the financial capabilities to please check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Chaos. We're going to have a game of the Guild of the Five E's, which will be run by our very own Thomas Cook here. And we are going to be starting a Patreon drive. Yes, not the Google Drive, but the Patreon drive. So check that out, patreon.com slash chaos. Alrighty. I believe that is everything I need to shout out. I don't believe we have any bits or Patreon cards coming through right now. Oh, uh, that is a good question. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where would I see? That would be on Discord. So uh, for those of you wondering, Patreon, uh, they get to award cards from the Deck of Inspiration, which is here. I swear, coming to Kickstarter, I actually was, have been working on that portion of it. Um, and then in Discord, under the uh, section for only Patreon members, they get to award cards. Inspiration awards, let's see. Uh, I do not see anything for Rhyme of the Frost Main. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh! Lovely, thank you. Thank you very much, JP. So we do have some of the bits. We have 1,500 from the Hefner. I do not know the distribution of that, but usually it's half and half, but if it is 1,500, that means it's two and one. I'm not quite Sounds... sure, but Tomago Torres has also given us 100 bits, and Duke Flea, 1,000 bits, I'm assuming to the players. So I'm assuming this is all to the players, unless I am otherwise corrected. So that means five bits to you with a combination from the Hefner and the Duke Fleek. Oh, and Tomagotora, a thousand bits. So that is seven bits to all y'all. Seven bits? And you got at least one, yeah? I have no idea. Well, from the Hefner, right? Who gave... I don't, I'm not looking at the Twitch chat. Is it 1500 for all you? I don't actually see, is um, my Twitch chat working? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, I don't see any of those people currently in the chat, so those might be carryover uh, notifications yes. from SAS. 
Yes. I do remember a lot of bits coming in for SAS. Oh, yep. Um, so sad, sad days. We got no bits. When have we ever used bits or cards in this game? We use them about as often as uh, Elspeth stays conscious during a fight. So, yeah. <laughs> you tell the them. only reason she stays conscious in a fight. Anyway. Amazing. <laughs> cool. I think that is everything on this end of the show. Even though I blundered through that due to uh, three months of no experience doing it since, it's still only <laughs> eight minutes. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, then, if that is everything, <laughs> let us go into today's game of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Icewind Dales. Hi everyone! Oh, whoops! <laughs> All right, this this, this is the short one. one. This is the short time. intro. All oh, right, you guys don't have twenty minutes to go uh, have a snack. Have a snack. Have a drink. <laughs> Hello, everybody. As we're getting back into the swing of things, thank you, Moose two two seven one, for five hundred bits and a thousand bits from Tactical Bacon. Awesome, thank awesome. You. That is three to you all. Ooh, ooh, Tactical Bacon to the players. I like it. Ezra oh, gets yeah. the bacon bits, so. We're happy to have them. All right. Pixel Rose is not showing up. Oh, and a thousand bits from NGC457. Thank you so much. Get the players because apparently no one is working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Well, it has been a few months, so we're going to go in a full, hopefully brief, recap. All right. The story thus far takes place on the edge of the civilized world, Icewind Dales, where folks live in an impressive, cold, and most recently, a never-ending night. Brought on by the winter god Oriel, the people of Hen Towns hold out hope one day that maybe the sun will return. This is where our heroes and her who by the threads of fate found themselves together in the city of East Haven, and as all great adventures do, within a tavern. Finding kinship in their oddities, they embarked on helping the people of Penn Towns from hunting a serial killer to killing a killer moose, even bringing back the sun for a brief moment. Azar, a human from the Anorak deserts whose direct and blunt personality is matched only by her fists. Elspeth, a bookish drow whose lack of social grace is countered by her planning and her magnetism for small animals 
and even smaller children. Donovan Chambers III, a half-elf whose shadowy past is pushed away by his shining bravado and silver tongue. Amoa, a Goliath whose easygoing nature has been tested in the harsh environment of the North. And Renna, a Triton who is learning to push away their Triton pride to the side in an effort to understand those on land. Through trials and tribulations, they begun to catch the ire of Oriel, have begun to uncover and seize Duragar plot, and they've had their faith tested and their cores shaken. They lost one of their own, Renner, in a bout with some Duragar. With their compatriot's body, they now head to the Sea of Moving Ice to lay his body to rest. Along the way, they picked up Mark, an aspiring adventurer they met in Bryn Shander. With him, they foiled an assassination attempt on Donovan's life. Donovan, in a calculated move, spared the assassin's life, leaving them tied up in the woods. However, this act of charity was cut short as the party was leaving, as our circle back ended the assassin's life, and threw their body into Mare Dualden. While in Lonelywood, the company left Mark with Marta, who they deemed it would be a better match for him than Chantel, a woman whose demanding nature and, um, you know, carrot and the stick tactics with Mark originally spurred him on to his adventuring life in the first place. After a night of rest and gathering out front, Azar, Donovan, and Elspeth waited outside for Amoa to come down. Seconds stretched into minutes before they went to go check on him in his room. The room lay empty without any signs of disturbance other than a letter on the side table. And as it reads, my friends, this journey has brought us together in ways I could not imagine, and I am all the better for it. And while the road is oft better tackled together, the loss of our brother and friend, Rena, has strengthened my resolve to find my brother, Tama. I write this with a strained hand, knowing the challenges that lay ahead, but hold fast in faith that we will cross each other's paths again. Of each of you, I grow to be a better person, incapable adventurer. Well, no doubt it will give me wings where I might fall, and solid footing should the ground move beyond my step. To Lady Elspeth, from you I have witnessed the limitless power of a keen mind that proper planning prevents piss-poor performance. To Azar, you are strength and grace beyond compare. I hope nothing but warmer days for you. I live happy in the knowledge that we share the same sun. Thank you for the tea. To Donovan. Donovan Chambers the Third. You scoundrel. You rascal. You dexterous delight. Don't ever change. I left you ten gold. Don't spend it wisely.
to Rena. Long will you be remembered. You are so much like Tama. In your ways I saw my brother, and you became my brother, and made me more. Journey on, Amor. With their friend moved on, and a mission still needing to be done, our current trio heads westward to the sea of moving ice. You find yourselves trudging through snow as you have always done in this frozen hellhole. <laughs> but the difference is you hear the crashing of waves as you find yourself near a cliff's edge. You found the edge just nearly as the fog and the, the dark obscured the drop off. The fog leaves an air with a chilly nip and save your nose. Your clothes keep you dry and comfortable. With your menagerie of animals behind you and Renner's body on a cart. You cannot see out into the sea of moving ice. The darkness just too vast. But with the sound of the waves, you know it to be there. The fog thick. And your breaths filling the air with more. We've uh, we've lost two of our group. I I don't know much how much longer I want to spend in ten towns. So if we're going to uh, if we're going to do this, if we're going to bring the sun back. We got to do it and do it fast. Can't afford to lose anyone else. I don't know what the proper rights are for Triton, but I can do something. Maybe it will serve dual purpose. Let Renna go to his rest and maybe get me back little in the good graces of gods. Um, Elspeth is going to pull out her incense and a couple of coins and sort of start just setting up a very bare bones, simple sort of death rite. So you pull Renner's body off the cart, wrapped up in in the canvas fabric that you place them in. You peel away the bunches of fabric near his face and unfortunately based on the encounter it is a bit tricky in which where you can place the coin. But you find two places, place them on where the eyes would be. You lay the incense down. 
and as their gentle smoke fills the air, you scent nondescript but of a comforting nature. You say the rites, and as the incense burn down into the snow, you feel almost as if the waves themselves kind of just surge through you for a moment. Something you feel. And you feel the rite is done. I would uh, take the body and head as far out using the ISIS platforms away from the coast as possible and then let him down into the water. Mm. So unfortunately right now you all are, uh, there's a cliff side. Um, How high? Oh, it's hard to tell right now. It's dark, hmm. but you know the ways to be much further down. No problem. I'll still go down. Okay. And as you approach the edge of the cliff, Donovan and Elspeth, you see Azar begin to, you begin to lose her as the fog begins to uh, fill the space between. And almost as if unnaturally, the fog begins to thicken. Bizarre, you feel in your hands the body of Renner just get shunted out of your grip. And by you, Elspeth, a trident lands into the snow beside you, and you hear a voice, sourceless, ringing out from the fog. I believe you have something that belongs to me. And you see the body of Renner get dragged into the fog. I'd like you three to roll initiative, as well as our mystery person. Uh, uh, not a mystery to the audience, because it's... Uh, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> well, for our audio listeners, they don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> you should just watch us live, or on YouTube. I got new birthday dice that are in Elspeth's colors, so I decided to oh. roll them, and they're not doing well so far, so <laughs> that tracks. All righty, can I get a 25 to 20? All right, 20 <laughs> to 15. 16. 17. Ooh. Oh, no. Um, And then a 15 to 10. 10 to 5. Right, 12. Right. I'm oh, 12, 12 for Donovan and then for Elspeth. 7. 7. Clerics go last. Clerics go last. This is going to be a short stream. It's been nice playing with you all. I'm going <laughs> to die right here. <laughs> Rogue should so, always, um, always go last too. <laughs> so as the fog surrounds you, becoming thicker almost from the fog itself, um question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark <laughs> you may go first all right so uh so like kind of emerging from the fog is like something that looks eerily similar to renner but with super fiery hazel eyes um and is looking directly at elspeth because i think that's the closest one that mm -hmm. can be seen 
uh, and is going to the the trident will dematerialize in front of you and appear back in this mystery person's hand, and she's chucking it straight at Elspeth. All right, roll an attack. Mm-hmm. Eighteen to hit. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All righty. Uh, that is a six damage. Six damage. And I believe as a paladin, you have a, I believe at level six, you have two attacks. I do. Um, let's rematerialize in the hand and then aim for Azar. Okay. Chuck. 18 to hit. I'll catch it. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, or you have to roll for. I roll to reduce damage. I catch automatically. Cool. Uh, how much damage? Right. Oh, on that? Is that, oh, okay. Excuse me, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Uh, that will also be six. Oh, I automatically catch that. Yeah. Okay. And as you stand there in the fog, is there anything else you'd like to do? Continue right. bringing back Renner's, or what I think is Renner's body to me. All right. Yes, you just see it sliding across in the snow, and that leads us into a czar. You have this person's trident. Who are you? That is not your concern at this moment. And then we'll rematerialize the I trident. I don't ask twice. In hand, if possible. That's a 18 to hit. Hits. Con save, please. Sure. So, Azara, after you ask that question and not receiving an answer, you rush in and with one fist. 21, con save. All right. And, uh, 16. 16 damage. 16 hit. No, 16 okay. hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damage? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this mystery figure's down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Does uh, it does hit, yes. 16 does hit. Okay. Another con save, please. Sure. Nat 20, so 25. All right. And uh, seven will miss. And a 19 hit. Another con save, please. Sure. 15. 15. All succeed. So it's 11 plus... Eight is nineteen plus uh, so that's twenty-five damage. And you're pushed back five feet. Cool. All right, as you rush in there, feet just lightly tapping on the snow, you just go three punches, fourth one swinging a bit wide, and that last strike with the palm just pushes back this figure. And in that moment of exchange, Zara, you see someone who looks eerily similar to Renner. Their hair is slightly darker purple and almost as if in perpetual water, it just kind of floats in the air. But that is your go. Donovan. And ready the staff. Hmm? And ready the staff. And you ready the staff, just like pointing out in front of you. The stalwart guard is Donovan. It is your go. And I yell, Renner belongs to no one. 
he returns to the sea where it wanted to be. And I cast Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> so it's a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, that is a 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was going, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She wanted <laughs> Yes. Bonus action to hide. I'm, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I actually have. I think. I think I have an ability where I can hide in like not fully obscured places. Like cover. Oh, did yeah. you get a stalker? I don't, I I just I, you know reading my character sheet again yesterday. I saw it. We took a few months off, and everyone learned how to play D and D in that time. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mask of the Wild, you can attempt to hide even when you are lightly obscured. Mm. It's a reaction, though. Ah, you know what? It's a reaction. Never mind. I'm just, I'll stand there and I'll just, hands up. You're up after you say a very lightly rhymed declaration. Um, Elspeth, it is your go. Um, Donovan, are you still like next to me, essentially? Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, Elspeth, remembering that the last few times that she has tried to use her magic, it has not worked, is going to just very cautiously walk over to Donovan. Um, and kind of gently put a hand on him and is going to attempt to cast Guidance on him. Okay. The Guidance goes through. Okay. Noting that, that she feels it go through, she's then going to reach into her pouch and pull out Renner's salt pouch that she Mm -hmm. had taken from his body and is just going to kind of chuck it toward the feet. Uh, Very, like, softball underhand, super non-threatening, just sort of chuck it in the direction of this figure. Um, and just say, we don't want trouble. Rena was our friend. We're just trying to put him to rest. And then we'll also put her hands up. All right. And it takes us to the mysterious figure as this pouch of leather just into the snow. So this figure will rematerialize the trident in her hand point it at Donovan. And what do you know of the sea? I know nothing of the sea other than what Renner told us. She's going to look down at the pouch that Elspeth just threw. And then look down at the body. What happened to my brother? He fell defending his friends. We were caught unawares. We got in over our heads, and Rena paid the price. It's my fault. It's not. It's not her fault. 
we're, we've runner had joined us as we attempted to uh well end the darkness here he was looking for his sister as well but uh the duragar threat who is that is still out there to uh was too much. Uh, in hearing Donovan mention he was looking for his sister, she starts, you can tell that body language kind of just softens a little bit. She looks down at Renner's body and she just drops the trident and kind of just kneels next to Renner's body and sees, did you, did you put the coins over? Yeah. Yeah. It's two over his eyes, one under his tongue. She'll, um, she'll kind of lean down, see, and even before, I think you, you tried to do something when, when he was down at first. So she'll know, she'll know, those those moments and you tried to revive him i didn't have anything left but i tried i um put him into repose in hopes that we could try to get him back and he told me not to sort of a long story but i spoke mm. to him this, this was not your fault. Oh, as soon as that is said in the same words that Renner said, Elspeth just kind of drops to her knees as well. No, this was, this was not your fault. This was my fault. Your fault? Yes, we did not, um, we did not leave on the greatest of terms and... Had we done, had we done what we were supposed to do on the land, my brother would still be with us. And she's going to, she's just going to kneel down and just cradle what's left of Renner's head in her hands. And she, she starts to it's a very strange sound, but it's it's almost like if a whale, dolphin, like all these strange marine aquatic noises, you hear her lightly singing some type of song to, to the body of Renner. And she does that for a moment and then she'll... Stand up. Look towards Azar. My dear, I apologize. I did not, um, I did not mean to. I thought that you were doing something um, uncouth with my brother's body, and I did not realize that he was being cared for by 
by friends. I apologize. That's okay. Just, I have learned that if you're going to fight someone, give them your name first, even if you're going to fight them anyway. Names are important. <laughs> That's okay. I understand. <laughs> More than you know, I understand. Oh, what is your name? I, I apologize. I'm Nathi. I am was Renna's brother, or sister, excuse me. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Zora. This is Elspeth. This is Donovan. Oh, yeah, it's the three of us. Well, I am quite thankful that my brother met his... I'm thankful that he was with friends at the end. something more we can do for him i'm not familiar with how these things work for... uh, what i should have realized and what i should have seen is you are doing exactly what is meant to be done with the trident on land you're returning him to his sea the sea and i should have noted that i did not know where where you come from is there a more powerful priest in matters of in this manner of him being on land and us returning him to the sea uh, the sea will claim what the sea has given all all that must be done is we return his body to the sea which, if, if you don't mind, I might. I would prefer to. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, she'll go ahead and kneel down. She's going to lift Renner's body up in, in a somewhat ceremonial fashion. Um, and she'll actually just kind of walk towards the cliff, the edge of the cliff, and turn back to everyone. If, if you could give me just a few moments, I would like to return and, and ask a favor of you, if, if that is all right. Of course. Okay. Thank you. And then she's literally just going to jump off. With Renner's body, you see Narthi jump off. And as you just hear the light, of a body dropping in air and then the light sploosh of water almost as if the sea takes the sign of what is about to transpire you see the fog just dissipate enough for you three up top narthi within the darkness of the sea you hold Renner's body, and very much like your ethereal hair, his hair begins to float in the water. No words are said, just this eternal connection, this connection with her twin that has been severed. She literally will just, since she, she can't see his eyes, will release and let the current flow where it flows. 
and the current flows where it flows as you watch Renner's body begin to descend down further and further. And within the water itself, even through the crashing of the waves up top against the cliff side, you can hear just the faintest sound of whales, almost as if like a cannon of your tune up top, just in response as his body drifts further and further into darkness until he's no longer seen. Hmm. And she will make her way back up towards the cliff. How high is the cliff? I should have asked that first. <laughs> uh, I believe I said it was about 40, 50 feet. Okay. Um, in that case, yeah, she'll, she'll make her way up. If Misty Step is an option, we'll make it a little quicker. Uh, yeah. So you first go down a little bit, and then with the propulsion and speed of the swim, you jump up above the break, and then with a quick mental thought, you just appearing before you three, just as if from the fall, just Narthy comes out with almost as if sea foam descends upon the ground before dissipating. Donovan, completely unprepared for this, like goes to like roll backwards, you know, and then to come up in a fighting stance, but like half rolls back and is just like on the ground, laid out. You really need to work on your flexibility, Donovan. Oh, it's I like, know. Like, oh, stretching know. every morning. This is not acceptable. Elspeth is still on the ground. She's picked up the salt pouch, is holding it, and doesn't even like blink when when Donovan does this. She's just she's just red. Like she assumes that everything is just going to try to kill her at this point, so she's just <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm I'm so sorry about that. Um, she'll extend her hand down to Donovan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, sorry, I, I did kind of. Come and go as I please. I apologize. Um, I just wanted to thank the three of you. I um, I can definitely see he was cared for and in his final moments and was loved. And I am um, I'm forever grateful again that he was with friends. Um, may May I ask? Did he Did he discover why the um? There's an ever, ever present winter at the moment. Or have you all? I don't know how long he was questing with you. I don't know. We, we, yeah, we, we have an idea. We, we know. Uh, there is a deity by the name of Ariel, uh, the or Frost Maiden. Oral, yes. Oral. Frost Maiden. There, there's a number of threats here. Frost Maiden. I believe that name is familiar to me. I am. Um... There was, um, I believe that there was a, is this deity a uh, female, a, f a human female, some type of presenting as 
It's like an owl person. Like a large horned owl. She rides uh, a bird across the sky. I do know of this deity. I did not know the the connection between this deity and and the ever-present winter. Again, you can tell she's kind of in her thoughts about what's been happening with her and her brother. Me, um, my brother and I were, were, were tasked to, um, to discover what was happening on land. We, we did part our separate ways. However, I did not know this deity was a connection of the ever-present winter. I, I, um, there's a, Someone that I care deeply for as well. Uh, we have also parted ways at the moment, but before we did, we had noted that near the spine of the world, there was talk of a, um, this deity of which you, you speak of. Maybe that's... Spine of the world. Do you think yes. that's where this palace was? The one that I saw in the mirror? I... I thought it was north, north and west, uh, or east, north and east, but but we know our other mission is in the spine of worlds. It's true. What is what is your other mission? We. Uh, I apologize if I am crying. No, you're not crying. I'm sorry, Zell, what was that? The Dorgard that killed your brother, they're located in the spine of the world. We were headed there. If, if by chance, we haven't gotten off on the wrong foot, would, um, would you mind if I Please. join you in, in... We could use uh, all the help we can get. Our party has dwindled I would uh, like to avenge my brother if if at all possible so would we and if these what did you call them Doragar dark dwarves. kind of dwarf in hearing the term dark and dwarf <laughs> you'll see her eyes get a little extra glassy and glossy and they are known as Duragar. That's cast these dark dwarves. Yes, I do mm -hmm. know. I do know of them well. And these are the type that have slain my brother. Yes. We <sighs> straightens up a little bit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I would be happy to join you on your quest to avenge my brother. Your father? He, she doesn't know who, because she heard the terms. We're looking for someone's brother and father, and so she'll kind of look to whoever it is. Um, There's a lot going on with us, really. <laughs> but um, yes, uh, we'd like to neutralize the threat from the Duragar, preferably in a stabby revengeful fashion, because I think we could all use the catharsis at this point. 
small um, smile creeps across uh, <laughs> Narthi's lips. Mm. And uh, then we're going to find the Frost Maiden and uh, punch her in the face. Was that what we decided, Azaha? Or just set her on fire. I think that, that works. That would also work, yes. Maybe I would be happy to join you on this quest. <laughs> How do you feel about deer? Deer? At As which venison? point, oh. Joe comes up and starts kind of like nuzzling into your hand, Narthi. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, this is Jane. She was particularly fond of Renna. My brother walked with land creatures. I don't think he wanted anybody to know, but I think he was actually rather fond of them. Again, a small smile will creep <laughs> under her. Then my brother definitely was changed by the three of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I find this quite That's... amusing. <laughs> my brother walking with land. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll just revel in like a very can't believe it but you guys must have done something right <laughs> this, this if, party must have changed him in ways that she cannot even fathom if it's any consolation his uh uh stubbornness and headstrongness didn't change it did no <laughs> run off before the plan was formulated ah yes i um that is a uh, Quite traditional of, of Renna. He was he was always the one to do this. So I um I can see you all knew him as I knew him, and I thank you again for joining him for your company in his presence. I'm very grateful to you. So um, Jane, was it? What what was the? Uh, y yes, uh, Jane. Seven Jolly Iroot. Seven Jolly Iroot. Wonderful. Um, spine of the world. Spine of the spine world. Spine of the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and as you all begin to trek, um, let's see, where's that map? That's one Dale said I always need to be looking at. Our favorite map that we still don't have memorized. <laughs> oh, I don't have memorized. Where is this map? There we go. Okay, see you moving ice. It's y'all have to head from Lonelywood in a more uh southern direction. Um kind of do you guys wanna pass through ten towns or just kinda um if we could pass through Brinishander, I'd like to see someone about um Using the chartling to make like um, arrowheads. Oh, okay. So I, you begin. I, I shouldn't last, be too hard, but I don't have the skill. Yeah, last session I did, I believe, uh, start attempting that to make all arrowhead. Right, and y'all are working with the pure chartling, not the, the painted one, right? Yeah, correct. Right. You don't, the, you don't want to use the don't want to use the cursed Shardlin to make arrowheads. You don't think that's a good idea? 
So by way of Indiana Jones dots on a line. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more like Billy from Family Circus. Just. <laughs> oh my gosh, solid reference, JP. That's great. You make your way to Bryn Shander. Um, pass by. Oh, and you guys are coming from the uh, western side. So it is a different wall which with you meet yourselves in but are greeted uh, very the same way. Hello, welcome to Bryn Shander. We are very happy to uh, have some travelers. Um, is there any way I can help you? Open the gate. Oh, the gate bye. is open. I, I was just wonderful. Thinking. Thank you. Have a lovely day. Okay, bye. Uh, stone cutter, which way? Oh, stone cutter. If you go uh, three blocks forward and then two to the left. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, tell them uh, Christoph send you. Right. Uh, thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and, like the last person leaving behind, just hear Christoph being like. Oh, I hope they give me a good review. Yes. <laughs> you all make your way to a stone cutter. You are greeted by a lovely little store uh, person. Um, they're a halfling and they're like, ah, yes, uh, how, how can I help you? And you, I need you to take, I'll just like take out a couple of chunks. And it's like, um, how many arrowheads can you make from this? Ooh. And then you can see them like put on a little headset and just go. Ch -ch 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 -ch. Ah, I've never seen a material like this before. It is hardy, but translucent, almost like glass. Very interesting. Where did you find this? Oh, in a fortress near uh, Kelvin's Cairn. Actually, on Kelvin's Cairn. Hmm. I wonder if it is any remnants of the uh, flying city Yithrin that used to be around these parts. Um, they say that some of this... Oh, yeah, totally. Ah, very interesting. And you want to make um, arrowheads out of it, yes? Yes. Mm, okay, well, um, with the chunks you provided me here... Uh, sorry, this one, and like, passes you a really too small of a chunk. That one's cannot use. But for the rest of these, I could maybe make... Um, I could make a good solid 10 of them. I've never worked with them. Um, I would say I could get 10, but there may need to be some test ones that hopefully if... They do to turn out right, it will be part of that 10 or it might be a little and bit. And any less. pieces you have left over, I'll keep. Oh, okay. Well, um, it will take a good part of the day. Is that okay? okay? It probably took most of the day to get here, right? Uh, oh, yeah, from this part on. But you can see in their eyes just like a glint of being able to work with the unknown. So they seem to be ready. To I was thinking we probably need to stop and rest before we keep going. Okay, well, good, 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 good. Well, then, um, Prince Chanda, there's a lot of lovely places. Um, if you've ever been to the House of the Morning Lord, that way you can That's get some... my next stop. Good to know. Go that way. You can get in a room for free because thank you to the religious types being always open to fellow travelers. <laughs> Elspeth just starts walking away going, because they fucking owe us. <laughs> <laughs> and you leave the stone cutter and head your way to the house of the morning lord. And it has been a minute. Who is that? Miral? Miral, I believe. is. Mishan. Um, um, Mishan. Miral is the one from Dragon yeah. of Icefire Peak. Yeah. Um, lots of M's. 
All right, let's yes. see. House of the Morning Lord. Yes, Michonne, there we go. But yes, you see Michonne doing as they have done many times before, just cleaning out. Um, you, you return to the House of the Morning Lord. Once again, spotless, the sun made of wood, very large up on the front of the building. Oh, hello, welcome back, everybody. Ooh, Hi. I, I see, uh, well, I see three faces I know. Yours, I have not seen before, and there's a bit of a dour expression on your faces. Is everything okay? No. Also, <laughs> walks straight in, uh, kneels down, starts praying. <laughs> Just... Oh my. Well, I'm going to assume you will all be needing the upper room, yes? Yes, please. Uh, yes, if we could. Good, good, good. Well, um, yes, uh, copper is out at the moment, but I will, um, I will prepare upstairs for you all. Just <laughs> and just starts to head upstairs and... Before they leave, Narthi's just going to put her hand on his shoulder and be like, my brother has fallen to the Durga. And then just release her hand, and that's all. That's all she said. At which point, after the shock goes across Nishan's face, she centers herself, looks you straight in the eye. I'm very sorry for your loss. I hope that wherever his soul may rest, there is the light of the morning sun. And then yeah, no, no, Arthur doesn't know what to say to that. Yeah, it's really dark on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Like shallow water. Yeah. Like Sun. Yeah. <laughs> Just run her in a tide pool. <laughs> I mean, there was a bright light, but it's usually pretty dark in the halls of Kellum. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Hmm. Well, you uh, all see Elspeth kneeling there praying, but for the rest of you three, is there anything else you'd like to do before you bed down for the night? I didn't give the stone cutter and infuse him with fire. Oh, you have or haven't yet? All the ones that I didn't give him, because I, I just gave him, what, big pieces, but I had like a whole sack full. I figured most of them would be too small. Yeah. But it might be useful for like throwing at something, I don't know. Okay. So you take it in your hand and you just lighted a flame and as you pull your hand away you can see that within what was once clear glass there is just like flecks of orange and red just dancing within yeah so it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. you take your time doing that and you just have a glowing carnival of rocks of chardolin that have taken on your fire Look at Matthew, like, what? What? I'm sorry, I'm just observing. What? What? Are, what is that? What is? It's fire. Right. I meant the um. What have you? You've all been calling it Shardolin. Shardolin. Shardolin cave crystals. Ah. And why are you forming the mental arrowheads? Oh, so you can shoot things with them. Have you found a 
damages things more than others. I'll go outside, find like a clear spot, take one of those smaller bits, it's like smash it onto the ground. Smash it on the ground and with the force of let's say 20 of those like 4th of July poppers, just like a little cloud of fire just ah. Understood. It's useful. Yes, it's like a cannon. A what? A cannon. What's that? Um, so on ships, do you know what a ship is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I, so like I, on ships. I, I saw they, them on the lake. They have the like upturned um, kettles that you put various things in. And then you light with fire, because Narith is going to now, yes, she knows what fire is, uh, with fire, an end will ignite and then shoot whatever said shrapnel or things you put into this upturn. will fire it at something at a distance, at an arc. Right. Okay. Great velocity that does significant damage. Ah, you've, you've done pirating, I see, Mr. Donald. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say. Waterdeep had uh, a harbor full of ships. Lots of those ships had ah. cannon. Oh, Donovan, uh, toss you your ring. My what? Your ring. I toss your ring to you. Oh, uh, you do not, do you need this? Can I have it back? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Toss it back. Well, it's yours. I didn't <laughs> want to just take it. Right, right. Uh, it is very cold, but, uh, you know, I can, I, I, I've got padding, so. Yeah, we need to start working that off you. I, I know, I know. As he as he like grabs his stomach and just kind of <laughs> jiggles. Yes, that that might keep you warm. Pat your belly. It's not really going to do good in fight. Seeing okay. as people keep trying to kill you. Yeah. Uh, uh, um. Uh, no, Narthi. There's one other thing uh, that uh, you should be prepared for. And then I say, in your mind. Some of us can speak to each other's minds. <laughs> Do you, are you moving your mouth or no? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay. Did he just do the mind thing? Um, I believe so. And yeah, that's just weird. I suppose there's something that you all should know then as well. Um, I can do this, and then she'll just kind of like start moving, like whatever's in the room around i can move things with my mind and then just kind of start like shifting an item mm. around well i know some people who could do that yes that that is what you that is why renner's body whew, uh, went into the fog she'll just kind of wink at um you are all paragons of observation, every last one of you. <laughs> she's like trying ritual, to focus. Yeah, still she's doing like... her like little ritual. <laughs> right. 
I see we're all still getting to know one another. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to um go to sleep. I'm going to take a moment. Um, upstairs is the room. Yeah. At which point, Michonne has just like watched the dancing <laughs> objects go across the room. And be like, yes. Yes. Beds upstairs. Not room. Shared space. Um. Oh. Wonderful. Uh, Oh, well, all right. Well, I'm going to head to bed again. Great. Getting reacquainted with everyone. And then she'll pat Donovan on the belly and then head upstairs. <laughs> or do exactly what Azar did to Donovan's belly and then run upstairs. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I deserve that. As if gliding through water, he's watching Narthy just ascend the stairs in a very smooth fashion. Uh, is there anything else anybody would like to do for the night? So then booby trap the room, no. I'm going to draw an animal. Oh, you're going to draw an animal. Okay. For the night. Um, yes. Gray bag of tricks? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Oh, hmm. <laughs> What'd you get? It's a giant rat. Giant rat? Did we... <laughs> oh, did we draw that one yet? Um, I, I don't think so. Oh, yes. You pull yeah, out the rat, and then a bastard appears before you. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right, rat bastard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He appears before you, and he's like, and this, like, almost, um, almost like a resin figure, unpainted, appears before you, this rat, just like, We're gonna, and, and then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's hang out in the corner. Mm-hmm. At which point, Michonne is just like, <laughs> as a giant rat ascends up the stairs. Um, Donovan, ensure that you keep that one clean. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, certainly, certainly. Thank you. Wait, do you come up with the rat? Yeah. Does the rat go first? yeah probably the rat's gonna die uh, um, <laughs> if a giant rat comes around the corner as Narthy's getting ready for bed Narthy's killing the giant rat sorry you turn Narthy and you see a large gray rat just it's dead. come up the stairs and you huck the trident at it um, roll it attack Sure. <laughs> 17 to hit. Oh, that mm -hmm. hits. Oops. One second. Four plus four plus four plus four plus four plus four. Plus four. Eight. Damage. Eight damage. The trident just goes straight through, and you see a moment of pain in the rat's face before it goes. <laughs> As what, one of it, what? you just see the trident land into the wall right by your face just like what was that? you just killed bastard well you didn't kill him head just peeks down like sitcom style what <laughs> <laughs> what what was that what you also run with rats 
or other animals. I've got this magical bag that pulls more animals out so in case you, we don't have enough. You thought that you would go into my mind to let me know that you can speak to me my, with my mind. However, you did not let me know that you are going to be popping up random animals. Got it. Got it. Okay. I, can also I sense a love connection! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, okay, well, I can breathe fire and lightning and uh, poison and uh, acid and cold. And I can hit things like that as well. Nice. Yeah. You would think that on the um, day's journey, we would have covered this, but apparently not. <laughs> we were just walking and- Well, silence. they always think it's weird stuff I do, I don't know. <clears throat> Elspeth is going to stay downstairs. <laughs> um, in a doing essentially what she's kind of done previously, which is kind of stay up for as long as she can get away with sort of praying, opening her mind. And it's, it's, it's a lot of like, I get that I fucked up. Don't take it out on them. I'm trying to help them. Let me help them, please. What do I need to do? whatever and then once she's finally kind of exhausted her general litany of um you know the D, D equivalent of catholic guilt she will um probably start to head upstairs realize that azar has probably booby trapped the room and then just like curl up on a pew in the back of the church i would <laughs> wait for you you're not gonna wait up all night for Elspeth. Oh no! While she's doing her stuff. An unbooby-trapped room all night long. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? The one time—it's always the one time you don't booby-trap the room. Yeah. No, no, Elspeth. Elspeth's gonna stay down, kind of in the church. She's hoping to get some sort of not. She's probably she's expecting to get the cold shoulder still, but hoping that maybe she'll get some sort of sign or message that something mm -hmm. is going on. Um, she's also acutely aware of the fact that she still has the amulet in her bag because they haven't figured out a way to destroy it yet and is kind of keeping that away from everybody else because she's paranoid now. Mm. So, And Donovan will alarm the room, as usual. Yeah, as you... Oh, Narthy, if you need to pee, the bear trap's going to be over here. Looks at the bear trap. I'm quite thankful that you had mentioned the um, bear trap by the chamber pot. Thank you. It's right by Azar's bed because he needs it the most. Um, yeah. And as you all begin to bed down, Elspeth, like a montage cut, you pace back and forth amongst the pews, looking at the, I wouldn't say minimalistic, I wouldn't say Spartan, but you know, purposefully chosen decor of the House of the Morning Lord. Um, and as the candles begin to flicker to their wick's end, you get the sense that, hmm, you get the sense of approval in the sense you are headed in the right direction. But eventually, sleep takes you. You find yourself curled up in a pew with a blanket on your body that wasn't there before. 
but morning comes to you all. Azar, you disarm the bear trap. As has become the almost alarm to your morning to wake up as the metal teeth clamp shut. Azar, you start your morning routine. Donovan, you hop in if you so choose. Do sit up. Stretches. And Arthi, you're woken up to the grunting of a middle-aged man doing <laughs> exercise. Three. Very good. Tomorrow we should be four. Nice. Well, I'm sure you'll get it soon. Pats his belly again. <laughs> you're on the way there, buddy. You're doing all right. My brother didn't get along with you, did he? Oh, they hated each other. <laughs> Revel in that moment. <laughs> I like it. It's funny. She's going to have a little private moment with yourself. Wait, that sounded really bad. She's going to have. <laughs> she's going to. <laughs> she's going to have a little private thought to herself in the connection that I'll let y'all know because she's kind of likes Donovan. I.e., she knows that Renner did not like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She thinks he's funny. But you all wake up and not to a normal inn where normal breakfast would be served, but a couple or um, Sean does hand out essentially like morning granola bars, if you will, cold something that she has made, um, but definitely some time ago. Um, and she's like, I hope this will put you all on your journey um, in the right step and hopefully we provide you with a good enough place of rest for the time being. We, we oh, thank you for nice. your... Hang on. I'm actually going to unload some coins, I think. <laughs> and and no, uh, You know what? I think that I'll leave them in a... Uh, just in a pouch. Just, you know. Uh, I'm going to leave... Fifty silver pieces okay. and fifty copper pieces. Wow, way to insult the establishment, sir! <laughs> Throwing in some copper in there. You know what? I'm just I'm just lightening my load a little See, bit here. Donovan's <laughs> purting with money. We truly are approaching the apocalypse. <laughs> I would love. I don't have enough for. Uh, so I really don't have enough for stuff like a healing potion or. Ink, so yeah. mm-hmm. we've we pass it off to Michonne, who gratefully accepts. This will certainly help a lot of um, the upkeep of this place, and um, could actually uh, start help out with some of our programs that we're going to be start initiating in the coming days. So, I give her much. one pearl. I have no idea how much a pearl is worth, so I just give her a pearl. Um, thank you. Um, I don't know what to do with this, but I will find something for it. And she looks around and she sees a shelf that... I'm sure someone would like to buy it from you. I don't know how much it's worth, though. Oh, that's true. That is true. Um, Elspeth meanders by, just don't give it to any tiefling wizards. That is oddly specific, and I'm sure there is a story <laughs> behind it. Um, 
duly noted. And she pockets it in part of her robes. It is worth approximately four clamshells, then. Oh, well, good to know. I'm sure the um, economic overturn from gold pieces to clams, it is very strong right now, the clam. Are you mocking me? I don't know what is going on. I was given a pearl and now we're equating it to clams and I was trying to make Thank it Thank you for your hospitality. She we're asked going what it was to worth, leave. But all right, I thought she was wondering what it was worth, but all right. Please don't start any more blood wars with the Dawn Father. We've got enough <laughs> on our plate. Thank oh, you. Oh no, we have, we have mutual agreement. And Wonderful. And he kind of sees a it. tight smile over her. <laughs> The mutual part. Yeah. Uh, Elspeth would have gotten up and fed the animals and is going to have everything packed and ready once everybody else comes down. Mm -hmm. And as you uh, feed the animals, you do notice that a root is not out there with them at the present moment. Again, kind of do the little whistle, wait a few moments to see if he comes back, and then just sort of be safe. <laughs> I really hope you're not a spy. But you all make your way to the stone cutters. You pick up some of the uh, the arrows. Um, roll me a d10, will you? Yeah. Is that a six or a nine? That is a nine. Nine. Okay. Um, as you approach the uh, halfling, they have just dark circles underneath their eyes and a bit of a bug-eyed effect as they come up to you with the magnifying glasses. And they're like, oh, he oh hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome, come, 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 come. So I've been working all night and I decided, worked on one piece, see if I could do it, and really hone in on the properties of it. And unfortunately, I broke it. But I learned a lot. And I have made presents with you nine arrowheads with Chardelin tips. Mm. Excellent. Um, the pieces. Can I have the pieces, please? Oh yes, 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 yes. And thank you so much for allowing me to play with it. Um, for the services rendered, how about um five gold? Would you like a pro? A <laughs> uh, roll a roll a persuasion check. Let's <laughs> uh, persuade it. I know it's not great. That's plus one. But that is a seven. I think I'll reroll that. I was going to say, and if it doesn't work, Narthi will help out. Yeah, that's better. That is it's plus one. So that is a 16. 16. And you can see on their brain as they have gone throughout the night, they're trying to make that mental <laughs> calculation and be like, um, yes, yes, a pro, a pro should be fine. Yes, yes, a pro. Oh, oh. <coughs> passed off the pearl. You got yourself nine Chardonnay tipped arrows. Anything else anyone would like to do in Vinshanda before you head off to the spine of the world? Just walk outside and immediately breathe fire through them all in the middle of the street. <laughs> Just. <sighs> And some people walk by and be like, huh? And there's a couple kids who are like, the circus is here, the circus is here. 
and they just kind of walk up to you and like look at um the four of you it's like what what do you do pointing at elspeth i bring people back from the dead whoa and what do you do pointing at donovan i make people dead <laughs> roll an intimidation check <laughs> Does he get advantage oh, no. because I'm deadpanning it next to him? Roll for initiative. <laughs> um, hold on. Did you say intimidation? Yeah. Uh, that's that's eight. Eight. Um, one of the older kids just like crosses their arms, just like, <laughs> and then the little one's like, "Ha you're funny," and just like goes for a punch, um, like at the at the um at the thigh area. As the kid as the kid is starting his punch, can Narthy throw him up in the air? <laughs> yeah. So, just as this punch connects with your balls, Donovan, you watch as this child is yeeted up into the air. Uh, Elspeth's gonna snap her dancing lights up after the kid and have them like spin around, but it's very specifically that like weird, creepy goth energy from her uh that her guiding bolt usually has mm-hmm. and uh, are you bobbing the kid up or you just yeet them up no, yeeted hold and then slowly bring back down all okay. the c3po kind of yeah bobbing up there with the lights they're just having the best time as donovan you're just kind of oh <laughs> you're right there donovan oh yeah it's okay it's okay huh. okay and you see a crowd start to form as this kid is slowly being brought down. As are we performing? Are we rolling for performance checks? Dear God, I hope not. As Zara's going, do 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 do. Zara has good performance, you. actually. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We're doing a great performance. Yeah, group performance check. Performance check. Say, and this would have been real garbage. This would have been the good time to have that tonic of charm. Uh, <laughs> As all of our get? characters are gone. <laughs> I got a freaking 22. <laughs> and I got a dirty 20. I got a I got dirty 20. One. Oh. Somehow I miraculously rolled an 18. <laughs> <laughs> so as you three begin to perform using your magics and your feats of strength and your mind abilities, Donovan, that punch just... <laughs> You're just it's curled in the fetal position. Curled up in the snow. Oh man! You are. You, your pain is granting some people some laughter. Is the fool and is in a way just yeah. lightening the mood, especially after all this fucking night. The folks are. You draw a pretty solid crowd. Um. Dorothy, roll me a D100. Anarthy, roll me a D100. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I'm used no. to... Oh, mm, I was like, you didn't say Renner. Got it. D100. Eighty. Eighty. You all amass about eighty silver. From that performance. Was it thrown on the ground? I'm rolling around, <laughs> oh, crawling through the snow. Light of handing it as I'm like, oh my nuts. <laughs> like some uh, strange human uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh 
Elspeth is just over oh, off to the side, God. like perfectly deadpan, just sort of like spinning lights around and just going, well, I'm glad we're getting this out of our system now. <laughs> and just kids are getting yeeted up in the air. <laughs> Donovan, are you sure you're all right? You've been on the ground for an awfully long time. Uh, uh, like, I don't know a whole lot about how that affects gentlemen specifically, but it does seem like it should have passed by now. Do you need medical attention? <laughs> Can I lay on hands? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say that. Yes. Here we go. All right. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, Hart. Uh, and with the cooling uh, feeling of menthol... <laughs> <laughs> oh man but eventually the crowds thank you so much for your time you make it obvious that the show is over and, and remember kids the x card for these horror campaigns is often necessary <laughs> <laughs> right it's a horror campaign right Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> we're only playing the triple x card right now <laughs> <laughs> Lay on hands. Um, oh, yes. As the show ends, the crowds disperse. You begin to make your way southward towards the spine of the war. And you take 10 trail for a good amount of it, just because it is the most snow cleared. It is a by and large, the main thoroughfare of getting into Ten Pounds by way of Luskin. And as you travel um, southward along the Ten Trail, you get the sense, based on the map that you saw, and with some of Narthi's guidance, based on what she had heard about a... Um, you head in the direction as you make a sharp, almost eastward cut. Ah, that is true. As you head southward, Donovan and Elspeth in particular, the telepathic ping in your brains grows immense. There's definitely a point at which Elspeth just turns and like makes eye contact with Donovan, doesn't say anything out loud, it's but that's the silent ask of like, are you also getting a headache? And then telepathically I'll respond, I think we should follow it. I know it's a detour, but I think we should follow it. I really don't want to, but I also think you're correct. We should deal with whatever it is before somebody else gets to it. Not prepared for this, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're just going to run up on a hive of mind flares. What's the worst that could happen? We're totally um, chill. <clears throat> Narthi, are break. you telekinetic yes. or telepathic? Telekinetic. <laughs> Telekinetic. Okay. Yeah. Do you not actually hear the pinging. No. I okay. Do not. All right. So as you cut off away from Ten Trail, begin to go over the rolling foothills and cut through some large um, tree clusters. You eventually round a hill and down in this little gully, you can see, not pressed, 
but smashed into a rock. A very odd-looking thing, to be honest. It seems metallic. It's curves of its frame just seems Northy particularly would notice it's more aquatic looking flagella seem to branch out from this metallic thing just splayed out on the ground and you can see just little bits of pink purple light within has the Narthi seen something like this before? Or no, it just kind of looks aquatic. It looks aquatic. And that's where the pinging is coming from? It's loud and clear for you. Do we do we visibly see um Elspeth and Donovan like in pain? Or is it um is it just annoying to them? Elspeth and Donovan, make me an intelligence saving or not saving throw, but an intelligence check. check. I'm switching dice. Uh, that is a nine. That's an eight. Eight. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> for you, it's basically a mind brain. Donovan, the incessant pinging and just like how it radiates through is just like a nail through your brain at the moment. Oh. Did you guys um, tell us um, that we're heading this, or did you just start to head this way? Yeah, that's a, yeah, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, yeah, yeah, we would have, we would have said, I, I would have said, I think we would have brought it up because I think um, Elspeth and Narthy were probably tag teaming, taking the lead because Elspeth usually reads the map. <laughs> well, but if you yeah, if you hung oh. a, a specific, because I know I have an idea of where the spine of the world is, but if you took a hard right somewhere, she'll be like, I didn't quite understand where we're going. But. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah. we would have mentioned, like, yeah. we're just going to dip over this way and <laughs> yeah, figure out the, what the noise is. The psi crystals that uh, we are using to communicate telepathically <clears throat> also ping us directly towards this structure. Mm-hmm. This, uh, I'm going to reach into my bag and pull out the hunk of metal. Mm-hmm. And like it does the grooves along its uh, sculpting does look very, very similar to the crashed machination before you. Um, do either of you know deep speech? Deep speech? Deep speech. Donovan or Elspeth? No. no. So under the the pinging, you just hear this glorbling sound as it's always looking around nervously because every time we see something that glows tries to kill us. Mm. I think um I don't know about you, Elspeth, but this is I want to get away from this thing more because this this pinging is is Terrible. Um, we know where that's going to be. Always, I think. Do you, at the risk of getting the obvious yelling from everyone, do you want me to just go touch it and see what happens? I'm sort of expendable at this point, given my no, track record. And 
we can just should I I can go investigate it while you get some distance. No, no, no. I should uh, go because I'm faster. You're also, I'll race you there, Azar. I thought you were going away from it, Donovan. Yeah, but if somebody's going to run up to it, then, you know. <sighs> we might as well... Random. Okay, we're here. Let's, let's see what's... Let's see what's inside it. James, this isn't anything from the elemental plane of water, would it be? It is Instead not. Of okay, cool, cool. Let's just... Let's get as close as we can, and if it doesn't immediately just annihilate us, then we'll know it's here, and we can come back and deal with it later. All right. You all are going to touch it. We're going to approach it and see what happens. All right. We've gotten a lot more careful about touching things ever since the first time your brother died. Which was, in fact, that one was actually very much my fault. But my brother died twice. Sort of. We didn't... We technically died, but we didn't actually cross over, and so then uh, Donovan and our companion, our former companion, Amoa, were able to bring us back with the blessing of the Morning Lord, but then the second... When the Duragar got... It's very complicated. Gosh, you're going to touch it. Understood. Yes, I'm going to touch it. I'm just getting it all my brain. Can I use a divine sense real quick to see if it's good and or evil, whatever we're okay. looking at? Go ahead. Done. Speaking <laughs> of which, I am going to go ahead and also use the wand of enemy detection. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bananas. Can you describe for me what happens with that? It's hostile creatures? Hostile creatures within a certain radius. Yes, this one. While holding it, you can use the action to expend one charge and speak the command word, bananas. Uh, for the next minute, you know the direction of the nearest creature hostile to you within hmm. 60 feet, but not its distance from you. It can okay. sense the presence of hostile creatures that are ethereal, invisible, disguised, or hidden, as well as those in plain sight. Okay. So I'm going to be so, walking towards it. As you four begin to walk towards it, um, trudging deeper into this valley area, press into the rock. Excuse me. The wand does not go off in any way. Uh, Narthi, your detect good and evil. You do not sense anything good or evil about this thing. That being said, as you approach this spaceship-like entity does give off a sense of being as opposed to just being machinery. And as you approach, it's almost like a cephalopod. Uh, like the like, and this is for you particularly, Narthi. Why it looks so aquatic? It looks like the cephalopod with the shell and the tentacles that just kind of like hook mm. around, like a on on the might. If people know Pokemon, <laughs> yep, yeah. And the ropey tentacles that you notice, like the flagella, have 
attempted to bury themselves into the snow and you get the sense of life from this thing. But lights on the inside are flaring and ding, 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 ding. What on earth is this? I don't like this. I don't, I, I think maybe this is a bad idea. And Do you hear anything else with? What? Do you hear anything? No. Just, just, there's a, it's the, the pinging and then there's this strange garbled, I think it, it might be a language, but it's not one that I know. Just keeps going and going. Um, um, I forget, does, do the um, crystals require attunement? Yes. Oh, shoot, never mind. Um, and as you approach, and Elspeth, you have this piece of metal that you hold in your hand, and you look at the spaceship, and you look at this, it is hard like metal, cold like metal, at least the one that you have in your hand. But what's before you is like putting it up next to it. It's more chitinous than it is metallic. Oh, um, no, we should go. 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 This is bad. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. We should leave. We should leave now. We should go. Okay, if that's what you want to do, I think we'll we'll come back if we if we survive. We'll come back. Yes, I I think we can deal with this. What is your reasoning, Elswit? It's weird. I right, but I think it's alive. It's alive. I don't. I know that sounds incredibly stupid, but I think it's alive, or was, or some part. But I'm not, it's talking. I'm not... It's talking, and it's like a shell, and I don't think we're equipped to deal with this. We've gotten into things that we were not prepared to deal with before, and Rena died. I nearly died. Donovan nearly died. I don't think we can do this right now. And uh-huh. Elspeth's just gonna kind of, like, take this piece that she's got and just kind of, like, set it down on the ground and, like, just take a couple of steps back. Alright. Okay. If- uh, you guys are welcome to oppose her, but she's having like a basically having an anxiety attack. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you don't want to go, we don't have to go. Um, Donovan, what do you think? The pain in my head. It brought us here, but it's pretty brutal. So are you are you thinking that if we? attempted to unlock whatever this is, the pain will go away or become worse. Well when we when we go away from it, it's it, it reduces in volume and therefore less distracting. Um it, these crystals that we are carrying brought us here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. The the uh Chardelin? It's it's yeah. different. These, uh, Elspeth will reach down into her pockets and pull out, like, the glowing pink side crystal. We pried one out of the skull of a possessed-ish controlled owlbear, and we found the other one in the skull of a creature called a mind flayer. If you've ever heard of them. They're bad news, is really the point of that. Understood. On the other hand, there might be... They're very... Maybe they're supposed to go here? 
does anything react when she when Elspeth warps out the crystal in the general vicinity to uh, show Narthi? When you whip out the crystal, um, no, there is no visible or audio. It just you, casts the light around. So. Elspeth, do you hear there's something there's something else underneath it's the It's talking. I think it's trying to talk. I don't understand it. Are you... <laughs> what are they... Um, You're from I... the backside, and the light peers out from the backside of this thing, and you hear soft—not even steps. It's more like a as coming around the corner as you are on like the southern side of this thing, like the interior of what the shell would be where tentacles would come out from the cephalopod, a door opens and coming around in a wrapped um, cloak is a silhouetted figure, very small, looking down at you four from the deck. I shove the crystal back into my pocket, mostly to get rid of the light. <coughs> and you say hi? Yes. Azar? Uh, let's see. Okay. You hear very similar to what you're hearing underneath Elspeth and Donovan. You saw. Can you guys do the mind thing? And then you hear, does anyone speak gnomish? No. No. Nope. You hear just a lilting language come out. Does oh, anyone oh. speak undercommon? Yes. Undercommon. I speak a very little bit that Renner taught me. <laughs> don't think I'm fluent. No, say I'm... what? Yeah. Say what Elspeth hears first, and yes, then say I what? Yeah. Don't think I'm fluent yet. <laughs> and then yeah, but blah 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 bathroom. Yeah. Donate Yes. Blah, he's blah, either blah, blah, asking blah. directions to the bathroom or informing <laughs> us that he's going to kill us. The dialect is very specific, and I'm not quite sure which one it is. He's wondering where the biblioteca is. <laughs> Under common, you hear Narthi. Um, it's almost, almost in the sense of like what Elspeth would be trying to do in like piecing together language. It kind of comes across as, what are you doing here? Hello? Do well, what, does, what does Narthi hear? <laughs> uh, this is what you're hearing. Oh, Narthi hears this. I thought yeah. this is what Elspeth was hearing. Gotcha. Do you understand? Yes, I do understand. Um, what is your name? And remembering what Nazar said. From earlier. <laughs> ah, it doesn't know. Everyone, it does not know its name. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh... The name comes out as Vorin. Hello, Vorin. Um, my name is Narthi. This is Elspeth, Azar, and Mr. Donovan. Are you in need of assistance? Yes. 
What can we help you with? And pointing over at Elspeth. I need that crystal. Um, Elspeth, uh, Vorin? Yes. Needs your crystal. The one you recently showed me, I believe. What do you need the crystal for? And, Narthi, at this point, you hear a voice in your head. Oh. I need the crystal, for it will power my ship so that I can go. Where are you from, in her head? I am from beyond. A different plane? Yes. Are you trapped here? <laughs> if I do not get a crystal in this ship, I will not only be trapped here, I will die here. Um, all right, give me one moment. Uh, Elspeth, we need the crystal to power the ship so that Vorin can go, can go home beyond, or they will die and be trapped here. You know what? Elspeth reaches in, pulls out the crystal, and sort of, like, offers it, like, almost goes to do the softball toss again, then kind of thinks better of it, and just kind of, like, holds it out. Is there, <clears throat> ask him if he has any gold. Do you have any? <laughs> Donovan, we're trapped here and are going to die here. The least we can do is make sure that someone gets out of this hell-forsaken place. Uh, Vorin, do you have any gold? We'll ask for Donovan. Do you know what gold is? Or trade. I believe that it is like what they use on land as like a currency. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, Vorin, uh, Elspeth, you passed the crystal, or like you put the crystal in front? Yeah, I'm, so I'm, offer you, I'm offering it out. Yeah, and as you offer it out, the light glow that emanates from it lightens up this figure's face. And you see there, short, compact, almost as if an octopus was sitting on top of a gnome's body. Ooh, hand tightens on the crystal and eyes get real big. A little panicked. Big black eyes, just like slightly spaced apart, kind of look at you. And then, Donovan, you say, thing for trade? Vorin yeah. looks at the crystal, looks at you. One moment, kind of pierces into your brain, Donovan, and then Elspeth's brain, and then Narthi's brain, as it has to go from each person's head. One moment. Goes inside, <laughs> and the doors go... I'm gonna pull out my crystal and kind of set it on the ground, so I don't have to get close to whatever this... So I don't get my face sucked off. Are I'm just you... gonna back up. Hopefully he doesn't trade tadpoles. Does he need both, or should we... Does he only need one? I don't know. I could. 
We, uh, I mean, he could just have both at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Elspeth is like basically hyperventilating. Wait, do we know <laughs> that it's such a he? A it doesn't look like a he to me. It looks like I, a. No, I'm sorry. You're right. It's an unfortunate material plane commonality to default to male pronouns. But, but it doesn't look like. Is it? Is it an octopus? What is it? It it it, it looks like a, a um um. It, it looks like half a mind flare, half a gnome. I, the like, mind flare that you had mentioned earlier that is the bad news. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. But a very short, weird-looking one. Yes. They were nice. They were nice. They were nice. Yes. I wonder yeah, if we've, was... we've met a lot of very nice people. Remember that lovely tiefling wizard who we had dinner with, who then stole our book and threatened to kill us? She was oh. perfectly nice. She wasn't. I was as close to trying to kill her. Right. Uh, um, I'm just going to do a little aura of protection on us right now <laughs> while we're waiting for the. Yeah, and so she's. <laughs> and then it, the the figure waddles out. Born waddles out. And now I you waddle. See them go or walking up to you, <laughs> and you can see the tentacles that are on the front of the mouth area. Literally, like an octopus is sitting on top of a gnome's body. And you can see the tentacles just kind of like wrap around and like into the mouth like this. And they start to speak while the tentacles are moving in a simulation of a tongue and mouth. (laughs) 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 And you hear in very broken common this and holds up just like this slimy slug-like thing with two ends. What is this? Don't touch it! it it's, it's not a tadpole. It's just, it looks like <laughs> a clear, you know those like um, Rain slug. Yes. Uh, what is it? Like those <laughs> like plastic tubes that you got as a kid that like when you it's like the it, like, went that way. It's like I think if I if I try hard enough I can cast fireball. I <laughs> Donovan, Donovan, just just mage hand it. Wait, I have mage hand. What can I do to help? But like it just holds the thing there and it has it's like the little tube but like with yeah. two little ends. Like, what's that? <laughs> what is this? What is it doing? And with broken comment, it's like this attach think and then like points at the psi crystal and then think and sends it out and then points at the psi crystal it's like Noth is going to speak with Roran again what are you trying to say because I I adore you for trying to speak common but none of us are understanding what you mean of this and it comes into your brain Basically, what will happen is if you attach this to here and here, it will allow you to telepathically speak out. Speak out to whom? To people around you, let's see. But we already, they already have a capability with the crystal, from what I understand. If you give me that, you will not have the crystal. You're trading the slug of psychic ability for the crystal 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now he's going <laughs> to turn back to Elspeth and Donovan. I believe our friend is saying if you give the crystals, you get to wear this slug and you have the same capability. That's going you know what? what he'll give for the other one. Just, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with Elspeth. He can have them both. Ah, we're just gonna back up. We're done. Yeah, safe, safe travels. Elspeth has grabbed the gray bag of tricks and is using it like a paper bag to breathe in. <laughs> 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 and Vorin is very confused at the moment, and it's like, "Do you not want?" I'll, I'll go and take it. <laughs> <laughs> you pass off the slug. You are giving me two. Would you like another thing? Yes, I'll Not do like the slug, international but... gesture for trade. For slug. Then they're like, you got another thing? Okay. Yeah. Um, like so my darling they, boy. They say, like, they give this finger, they've like, like, oh, like, oh, oh, like one moment, and we'll go back in and walk inside. Yeah, everybody understands trade. It's like it's how just, huh, it's the same in every language in the world. Is it moving the slug thing? Uh or the I goop? would say it's not it has a natural contract and retract. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it it doesn't seem alive if that's what you're asking. Okay, that's what yeah, that's what I was wondering if it was like Oh, is this about we just run away? Do we just run away now? I <laughs> I think Vorin is being quite polite. They can give it to us more stuff for the other thing. You guys handle this. <laughs> like backs away. We're just gonna. Just is just standing right there. Just <laughs> shrub nearby. You just back into it. I'm gonna <laughs> unattune. I am going to. If it is a tune, I am gonna unattune. As the door opens once more. Vorin walks out. And you see this time, it's it's more chitinous in its creation. This is a word I don't understand. What is the word? What is it? Chitinous? This is, this is um, a mat. I actually don't know what this word is. Uh, so it's, it's like, like, a, a like a bug. Oh. Like a bug shell. Got it. Thank you. Um, so Good more thing. chitinous. Um, almost like a, uh, what am I? Telescope. Telescope. Yeah, like a telescope. <laughs> Except, uh, except it's alive, and when you put your eye to it, it shoots into your brain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's chitinous, and then on two ends, there seems to be um, two inert uh, crystals, very similar to, like, in color to the ones on the ground, and they offer it to you. Oh, thank you, Vorin. A czar? Like, sure. I don't know what it is. Very well. Is this sufficient amount of trade? I do have a question for you, Vorin. We are trying to um, go to a specific part of the the area. Would we be able, perhaps, to catch a lift to where we need to go? Uh, let me rephrase. We need to get from one place to the other. Do you think you could transport us to where we need to go? Warren thinks about it for a moment. Looks at the crystals, looks at you. Make a persuasion check. 
Yes. Wait, can I do charisma? No. Oh yeah, that's persuasion. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am so bad at it. Uh, thirteen plus persuasion plus eight. Twenty-one. So okay. Yeah, twenty-one. <laughs> You are ensuring the life of me and my children. If you would like to, <laughs> if what? you would like to come on board, I will happily take you to where you need to go. Everyone, we're getting a lift to where we need to go. Elspeth fully vomits in the snow <laughs> next to her. Wait. <laughs> Is she all right? Does she need any? We have things in the ship. Um... If you need something to quell the stomach. Elspeth, would you like <laughs> Would you like a tea? No, not really. like it yet? <laughs> no. no, I think she's alright. I think she's just so overcome with joy of being um getting to her next destination. Alright, please come aboard and I will take you. Shall we? Zara says thank you and just hops right on. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Elizabeth, how about we put the bag, and then we'll, like, put the bag over her head. Uh, <laughs> and we'll just come in here. No, 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 no. I, okay, no I'd, rather, right. I'd rather see what's going to kill me. That way I can explain it on the other side when I, I have to explain how I got to this point. Got it. All right. So, you enter into the ship, and... Um, can we just go in through the hole on the side? Well, I was hoping we would just hang from the tentacles outside. And like Shia LaBeouf, another Indiana Jones reference. Oh, God. I was, yeah. was going to go uh, Gonzo and Rizzo in Muppet Christmas oh, Carol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for yeah, the yeah. trees. <laughs> yeah, I guess we all get inside this... <laughs> The mysterious ship. ship. Is it full of just jars of tadpoles <laughs> and small octopus babies? All right. So you go within, and the interior, like the chitinous shell out front, the interior is almost, um, it, it is organic in its way. And you can see, like, sloped um, columns that are almost almost elf-like in their construction that it like really um, builds off of organic, but this literally feels like sinew that is stretched upwards and above. And it is a pretty spacious deck of about 15 feet high. And you see um, in front of you a, another similar uh, oval-like doorway that um, Vorn does not go into, but instead goes up one of the hooking upstairs to the uh, upper deck area, which they go behind a door and it closes behind them below. As you're taking all of this very strange alien-esque um, <laughs> material before you, you see sitting in the corner, just like, not fetal position, but like when you're sitting on the ground and you're like, you're hugging your knees, <clears throat> a weird, Ten would be ten foot tall giant of a thing that is stitched together of goblin face and um, dwarf and deer, all of it stitched together, and it's just sitting there in the corner with like one horn pieced off to the side, and it's just like, 
waves. Did the animals come on board too? <laughs> oh, I'm assuming you bring yeah. them on. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. And as you look back on the animals, you see three very small, like floating slightly above the ground, as if just like the head portions with tiny little bodies, very similar to Vorin, just three gnome squidlings. <laughs> Oh, that's your, oh, that's that's your children, children you mentioned. <laughs> and their big eyes just kind of like staring at Doe or at Jane. And then Vorin comes up over the deck. It's like, these side crystals have been in... Oh, yes. These are my children. This is Hooven, Duven, and Leuven. Hooven, Duven, and Leuven. Everyone, <laughs> this is Hooven, Duven, and Leuven. Um, in the mind. Thorn, um, what is that? And then just kind of point to the creature in the the ten foot waving abomination it's thing. Cool boy. The abomination. Ah, yes, that is my creation. Dredavax. Oh, Dredavax. Hello, Dredavax. And Dredavax just waves back. Your children don't eat uh, friend, like, ref referring to, like, uh, not eat. Um, your children are lovely. Uh, do you, they are staring at our land friends. Uh, are they just curious, or what are they doing? Yes, they are curious. They do see some of your land friends on Dread of X. Correct. So... Um, I just wanted to make sure that our friends are going to receive safe passage. And then you see Warren looking at um, Hugh and Leuven and Duven, and you just see a look come across, and visible disappointment goes across <laughs> their childlike faces <laughs> as they just like kind of like float off to the corners. Like, oh, we're going to set them. Suddenly, wonderful. Well, Thank you, Warren. We are currently waiting for my two pets, and then we shall go on our way. At which point, coming up from underneath, like two, um, I can't think of any other word, two sphincter-like holes just open up <laughs> as two carrion crawlers just climb up into the ship and just nestle near Dredavex. And they kind of look at you, or four, look to Vorin. Vorin gives a look. They look back, and then they huddle back and, like, kind of swirl up into a circle before, like, laying down. All right, where are you needing to go? There is a fortress yeah, we'll... with dwarves inside it that way. Uh, Elspeth is, like, clinging to Donovan, like, like has her hand, <laughs> oh, like, fully, like, wound up. <laughs> She's going to reach into her bag with her other hand. Like pull it out, flip flip to the map, hold it out, and then just like bury her face in the back of his shoulder. So it's like just eyes over his shoulder and like <laughs> gripping for dear life. And like, as Elspeth is doing that to Donovan, Donovan is like <laughs> grabbing onto Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, Jolly's stoic. Jolly's, Jolly's just yeah. stoic. He's like looking at you. He's like, what's wrong? Yeah, yeah. I go to uh, Vorin and I show him the maps. Like we need to go here. Well, before before we do this, I just have a question, Vorin. Do you does this? vehicle does it travel by does it travel to um places in the mind 
meaning, if we were to give you a a location of something or someone, could you go there without actually knowing the destination, or do you need to physically know where the destination is? Oh, I do need to pilot this ship, yes. Copy. Speaking of, would any of you like to see... Sing? The, would you like to see the flying process? Sure. Absolutely, yes. How about you two huddle behind the dogs? No, no, <laughs> no, we're fine here. As much as I love learning new things, I don't think today's the day. Very well. Come with me. As Vorin leads you two up into the um, the flight deck, essentially, the control room. You see all manners of glowing organic lights within this figure. And you see just in front of you, um, almost like a ship or uh, an airplane window where it would have different viewing windows. But right now it is completely closed and you just see a similar fleshy um, interior over it. At which point you see the two psi crystals have been implanted into two control um, stands that just like emanate up and outward from the ground. They are right at Warren's hand height. Are you ready? This will be very interesting for you material planners. This is not a way that you will likely travel ever again. Are you ready? Seems interesting. All right. And you feel you see their hands just like kind of curl around the two orbs that have almost like the uh the god, what is it? The pupil? What what's over the, the eye? Iris? The iris, yes. Just like that clear portion is hovering oh, okay. over the um crystals, and as their hands just begin to do their unknowingly complicated controls you see the flesh in front of this window just open up and you can see outwards into the snow in front and none of you would be able to see it but the chitinous holes have been repaired and you begin to notice as they arc their hands forward the ship begins to rise up and out of the ground just and silently float upwards. Donovan and us, but if you look behind you, you begin to see the flagella just start to whip around. And Warren <laughs> telepathically <laughs> to Narthi and Azar to say, better hold on as they move their fingers forward. It's like grab to the back of the chair. <laughs> there is no chair. Oh, I thought he was sitting in something. Oh, no, uh, he's just standing there. And if you look oh, okay. onto their feet, the flesh have just kind of like curved around and holding them in place <laughs> as they just arc forward and you hear Wait, that. I mean, Narthi's going to stomp on the ground he's that. As he's like, it sails across the sky, all of you are just kind of like pushed back into the wall as you sail across the sky. If you look out any of the windows, you can see the light of ten towns. Did you do that on purpose? If you look out to the window to your left, you see the city of ten towns. <laughs> if you look out to the right, you'll see that. If you look to the right, yeah. you see the spine of the world. 
um, the night sky, a moon just blasting through, almost full. And you get to just see the beauty of this place at night, which would, you know, be quite nice if it wasn't all the time. <laughs> but you coast along the spine of the world, um, born looking at the map, looking at you all. It's like, I believe this is where we are about to descend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shall now descend. Are you ready? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Straight up into the ceiling. And with the organic material, it's almost like a bouncy house. <laughs> As you're being like ping-ponged around. Say, so I feel um, like... I feel like in the back, Elspeth and Donovan, once like they keep almost getting settled and then just get slammed, and it just turns out a thing where everything is just the most awkwardly compromising position, yeah. but no one's there to see it. <laughs> so they have to like write themselves before it happens. Except for Huvin, Duvin, and Leuven, who are just even as it's going back and forth, they're just kind of floating in the air in their space. Meanwhile, Dredavex <laughs> is just kind of holding the two carrion crawlers. But as it goes, and it just right before it hits the ground, it just goes, before just floating about 10 feet above. I believe we are near the, your destination. Thank you. This is very nice. This was actually quite fun. It was beautiful to see the land of, from that perspective. So uh, I'll give Warren a pearl. <laughs> it's going to keep going. They look at it. It's like, thank you very much. And we'll eat it. I'm getting off this ship. Yeah, the second we <laughs> seem to have stopped, anything's open, just scrambling, grabbing the animals. Grabbing the sled, grabbing the animals, you all get off. Um, Vorin gives you all that classic Thank you, titanic wave as Huvin, Luvin, and Duvin just kind of stare at you and their tentacles at their mouth, which are abnormally large for their tiny bodies, just go like, Oh, this is adorable. Have farewell, little ones. Narthy's going to do a little, like, <laughs> one of those. Yeah. Wave from her chin. And they all head inside the ship. The doors close. You see the ship, the point of the shell, aim upwards. And you hear a boom as it smashes through the material plane and then what you see just beyond for a brief moment stars and glimmering pinks and purples and space before closing in you are back at after this brief detour you look upwards towards the spine of the world clouds just covering this portion of it as you brace yourselves for the upcoming assault, reconnaissance, whatever it may be. You prep yourselves and begin to make the climb. And that's where we're going to take a break. Ooh. <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, yeah, I wasn't prepared for that at all. You were supposed to fight every one of those things. Um, but boy, that's it. why you ask for names first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs>
Yeah. Look, talking our way out of fights is a time-honored tradition. Wow, I didn't know that. That's really exciting. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us up to this point. We will be back, and we'll be here till about 3-ish. Um, but yeah, we're going to go on a break real quick, use bathrooms, grab lunch, grab snacks, whatever it may be, and we will see you all very soon. Everybody and welcome back. It is um, we're doing round of the Frost Maiden, Icewind Dales. Our um, oh, did we lose Alondra? Oh, oh no! She's just yep. so freaking out about that encounter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god! What's happened so far? Um, our trio of Elspeth, Donovan, and Azar have laid Renner to rest while also meet King, their sister, Narthi. Um, they have then gone to Brinchander, where they got some rest. And as they make their way to face the Durgar threat, oh, we lost, we lost Alondra. Lost, lost Alondra. She'll right. be back. I yep. can tell. Alondra <laughs> will be back. We'll be on the, the main thing until then. Cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, as, as they headed southward towards the spine of the world to face this Durgar threat, they um, they encountered a uh, Nautilus, Nautilus ship piloted by a gnome ceremony uh, named Voren. They did some trade, gave them the side crystals in exchange for a couple of other magic items, as well as a ride to the base of the spine of the world where their... Uh, Quarry is located. And the question, did, uh, I don't think I heard Pixel Rose. We got a, um, got a major yeah. problem with Pixel Rose. She, they've been so 500 to... bits. Uh, so that was, uh, I think, right at the end of all the announcements. So thank you, Pixel Rose, for the 500 bits. That's to the players, I believe. Two, four, six of them. Yeah, six bits. So hopefully we get a chance to use something. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but yeah, as they rode in this ship from the, uh, not the far realm, which realm is it? The astral plane. As they rode on the ship from the astral plane, they were dropped off. They watched it crash through the very fabric of the material world and off into the distance it went back home to, you know, Spread more chaos and more tentacle peoples. But hey, they helped them out. 
So here we are at the spine of the world. Snowy foothills surround you, and you can see a sloping mountainside heading up and away before piercing into some low hanging clouds. Um, you know, actually, I'm thinking, uh, do we need like an hour short rest or anything? No, we're, we're, we're ready to go. We just... I'm fine. All right. Um, so we need to investigate. We need to figure out what yeah, this yeah. place I, is. He dropped himself near where we wanted to go, but I don't actually know exactly where it is. Yeah, what are we, we, what are we looking for? Take a look for? around. Is it a fortress? fortress? I assume it's a fortress. The other place was a fortress. Yeah, it had guard towers. Let's look for guard towers or, or doors or a fortress or something. Or like, no, worked stone or... I don't know if this means anything, but while I was on my own travels, I did... They had mentioned that the... the I did not, know again, know the dwarves were called the Durgar, but there were things saying that the Durgar, um, they have a mass in the spine. I don't know if that means the actual... And then it kind of looks up to the interior. I don't know if that means there's a tunnel system. I don't know if that means that there is a... Um, something, but it's within the spine, is what I was told. Maybe they've left a trail or something out here through the snow, if they live near here? Yes. AKA, let's roll a survival check and see if we can find some tracks. <laughs> All right, roll some survival. I'm like, should I just help somebody because I'm not yeah. good? Uh, I'm only plus two, but I'll go ahead and roll. Oh, that's good. That's a uh, 13 on that one. Or a 19. 19? 19? All right. <clears throat> You search around in this foothill area for a bit, and you have to go about a quarter of a mile further into like the crags as they are starting to um, surround you. And you are able to see more footprints, boot prints, paw prints, and almost stump-like pressure marks in the snow as well but this trail begins to lead upwards towards the low-hanging clouds. That way, I guess. Um, yeah. You all begin to head upwards. Um, does anyone have a passive perception of 14 or more? Yes. No. I, yes. Oh, wait, perception? No. Okay. Wait. Azar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Azar, Narthi, and Elspeth would notice as you begin to ascend upwards. You get that sneaking suspicion of being watched. And you can hear just slightly behind you the crunching of snow. Um, um, I will cast light on a rock and just throw it backwards. Throw it backwards, and it it hits something, not rock like, 
Oh, I was just and trying it, to light the area with the light. Oh yeah, no. But as you just throw it backwards, it like hits the thing on the top of the head. And standing behind you, if it had eyes, eyes would be wide. But it looks like a giant walking mushroom. Kind of just standing behind you, looking at you all. It looks over and sees some rocks and just kind of like shuffles over before hiding. And you can see like this large cap just peering over. Interesting. I want to use, use my new thinking. <laughs> uh, I want to use the um, detect thoughts ability. Okay. Um, with a save of it's just an action detect the for surface thoughts. It doesn't require a save only for okay. Just surface level thoughts. Cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you hear in your brain just like, who are these people? Are they're not? They're not them. What are they doing here? Hello. And then just peering up and overhead, you see the cap rise. And you see two almost bioluminescent areas on the facial stock area that would be akin to light. And it looks over. What's your name? And it just kind of waves. What's your name? Do you have a name? Might not have a name. Not everything has a name. Um, it, if it had thumbs, it, it kind of gives like a thumbs up as to a name, but it doesn't say anything. So are you talking to a mushroom? Why not? Have we seen it move? Yeah. Oh, you saw it, like, move over and hide behind the rocks. I thought it was just Azar. I'm sorry. I was confused. <laughs> oh, you are talking to the mushroom. Hello. Hello. It kind of walks. Maybe the mushroom can, can tell us where, where, where to get in and fight these things. <laughs> and the mushroom kind of walks over, and it puts its hands up like this as if to just be like, hello. And then you can see it kind of like tighten up and shudder a bit before <laughs> spores just emanate outwards. Donovan, you cover up your mouth, but Narthy and like, Zara, did it just fart? <laughs> you just breathe it in. And this creature looks at you and it's like, hello. And you can hear in your mind. Got it. That was a neat and dirty trick that you what's, did. What's, what's happening? If you what breathe, is happening out there? Donovan, breathe. Breathe in the... um. The, breathe in the terrifying spores. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to just keep backing up. I'll let you guys handle this. Just tell me really what <laughs> okay. happened. Just tell me what happened. Um, my name is Azar. This is my friend Narthy. Uh, this is my friend Elspeth, who's probably vomiting in fear, and that's my friend Donovan. What's your name? Hello. My name is Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Uh, Daryl the barrel mushroom. Daryl the barrel mushroom. Daryl the barrel. Uh, hello. Well, um, we're 
headed this way. Did you want to come with us? Oh, um, no, not lost. Uh, leaving, leaving. That's I was going to leave this place and like points upwards into the clouds. Um, oh, do you know where there's a bunch of dwarves like to steal things? Not very nice. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I they're not nice. They are not nice at all. Um, it took me and like looks at their hands or arms and you can see one of them is significantly smaller than the other. It's like, it took me two weeks to grow this one back. I don't understand. Oh, um, hmm. So we release spores. Yes. And um, as I am connecting with you right now, if you, take those spores and use it in very um, heinous ways, you can not just connect, but control. Okay. And Azar, you think back to the time in the Duragar Fortress mm -hmm. in which you saw those people that had... And weird fungal growth and I lit them all on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, how'd you get out? Um, we need to get a hole, and I just kept going into the hole, and I got out. Can you show us? We need to get inside. And you can. I'm see gonna light all the dwarves on fire. If, you know, if you're okay with that. And you can see um, Daryl just contemplating, looks upwards. Make a persuasion check. Uh, Zara, famous for her persuasion of mushrooms. Fifteen. Okay, um... Follow me. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way in. Thank you. Right. And you can see Daryl start to climb up the mountains right behind him <laughs> leading you through and as you s begin to enter into the cloud layer it's only about five or so minutes that you walk into this before it breaks and you can look upwards and with the full moonlight you can see tucked behind one of these large spires in the spine of the world a <clears throat> sheer mountain wall which is rising about 100 feet and carved high, high up. You can see staircases, stairways that switch back and forth up the mountain wall. You can see tiny areas where the dimmest of firelight can be peering through. And it is almost completely like, the, the mountain wall itself is sheer, but this is almost completely flat. A, skyscraper embedded mm -hmm. into rock mm -hmm. of just pure stone going up and away and into this portion basically all the way to the top of this spine all right Daryl. so how'd you get out and he points upwards and slightly to the left it's like i found a hole there and I, crawl, I crawled out of it, 
but if you crawled through it, you would probably get in. Okay. Well, that, that's very kind of you, Daryl. Um, is there anything I can do for you? Um, if you can help get my family out of there. Uh, okay, you know where they are? They're in the bottom floor. Um, they keep them close to an entrance to the Underdark. It's basically their way of getting in, getting reinforcements and all that, and workers to work on their thing. Okay. Well, um, when we go inside, if we see any more people like you, they look like you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's my brother, and he's got like, I have a much larger cap, but he's kind of got like a crown thing that goes up and around. And my mother, she's got a pretty broad face right here. And then my sister and yeah, they're, they're all in there. Well, we'll let them out if we can find them. Okay. Do you need me to guide you up or? If you don't mind showing us, but you don't have to come if you don't want to. And if mushrooms could breathe and exhale. Spores again. Sets himself and begins to climb up the mountain, leading the way, and not notably like picking points at which they look over and they see off to the far side where the stairs are. You can see a couple small figures just moving in and about like ants at the distance, but you all just kind of tuck in behind rocks, following Daryl's lead at which point you crest up towards the top of the mountain. Following Daryl's lead made the climb a lot quicker. Um, there were some points at which it was a little dangerous, mainly because Daryl was coming down and you're going up. Um, very different trail path. But as you crest over and begin to walk along the ridge, you come upon a stack of rocks. At which point Daryl says, this is, this is where I got through. So they're like covering a hole? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if they use it for an escape way. route or something, but this oh, is what I found. I have rope. Hmm. How, big, how big is it? Uh, it's basically about the um, circumference of Daryl's head, just a little bit larger. Um, yeah about five feet in diameter. Oh, okay. Oh, I meant to get climbing gear back in town. Well, I've got rope. Oh, I do have a climbing skill. Okay. Uh, so, well, um, were you going to leave, Daryl? Uh, or were, were you gonna, would you rather wait to see if we can get your family out? Um, guy looks up and there's a, gust of wind that blows up from the top here. Um, I, I think I'll head down, see if maybe there, I can get more people to help. Sure, just be careful. Oh, okay, yeah. Errol, may I ask a favor of you? Do you mind watching, and then kind of refer to the menagerie of animals that was probably following us, do you mind looking after our creatures while we are 
where we are rescuing your family. Oh. Oh, I, I think I can do that. And goes over to Jolly. Goes to pet them. Let's see, what do you got? And you can see um, uh, Jolly just kind of like tense up just a little bit. Oh, the other one's the nice one. At which point, as Jolly tenses up, you can see um, Daryl just kind of like a puff of spores just go and Jolly frees in and comes a bit more docile and just like accepts the pet. I didn't want her to see that. Nice trick. Oh. <laughs> um, actually, Daryl, do you mind if I, and then Narthi's going to kind of look around and reach into her pouch. She has some, she has three empty pouches. Mm-hmm. Mind if I partake in some of your, I don't know this is rude to ask, but do you mind if I partake in some of the spores and kind of like open up these little oh. pouches of spores? Sure. Or, um, yeah. But then you can see like a look come across their face if they had one and it kind of looks you straight in the eyes. You're, you're not going to use this for anything bad, are you? Absolutely not. I and no. This is the the only thing this is for is to rescue your family and for us to get into the um. Persuasion. To and then she'll put a hand on on Daryl, mm-hmm. the shoulder if there was one. Yeah, there is a shoulder esque. Oh, part, okay. And it kind we'll of sinks in on. a little bit with how soft they're fungal body is okay and then just kind of try and touch it trying to avoid the fungal fungal moments yay we have a laundry back but we'll put the hand on the uh, shoulder and just be like um the duergar had slain my brother Hmm. roll the persuasion check Fourteen plus eight is twenty-two. Twenty-two. They see your earnest expression as you lay out the truth of your story with the Duragar. And they, with two of the bags, they will fill it up with spores. Um, Daryl holds one spore up, or one bag up, like, this is for calming people if you need it. And then this one essentially. It will lock them up for a bit. I really appreciate it, Daryl. Thank you so much. And just out of curiosity, is this in more of a, a singular person or is this to fill a room? Uh, with these two, I would say each bag has three doses. Thank you very much, Daryl. I appreciate it. And I promise it is only to retrieve your family and avenge my brother. Okay. Are you back with us, Alondra? Does not look like it, maybe? I see that I accidentally have spilled some spore of freezing on of, <laughs> on my friend Elspeth. Uh, we shall 
try and remedy this as soon as possible. At which point you leave Daryl with your animals. And you begin, all of you, to descend into a dark, dark hole. Hey! Welcome back. Sorry, that was a critical system failure of my entire house. But I'm Ooh. back now. Yay! I don't know what happened. So, essentially what has happened, um, you all had... Yeah, you made friends with a giant mushroom. <laughs> Um, who led you all to a back door in the dark uh, door. Oh, Continuing to, to talk our way around our problems for as long as possible. Yeah, and the giant mushroom Daryl uh, gave Narthi two spore pouches, essentially, three doses each, one with a calming spores and the other with essentially stunning spores. You crawl through this dark, dark hole, going through it, and it takes a while. It kind of just weaves and bobs. Um, I need a one second. Yep. Do we all have dark vision? I'm trying to remember if we do. I think we do. Zara uses light. Oh, that's right. The okay. So Zara, you use the light. Uh, where are you positioned within the group? Depends. Uh, anyone else want to go first? Um, I'll just like basically just hold it trying, in my hand and use it like a flashlight. If we are trying to remain um, indiscreet, I I can go forward with my dark vision. I believe everyone else except for Donovan can see in the dark. Yes, Donovan, I think can oh, Donovan see in can. the dark. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll accompany Donovan. I'll take the bullet and walk alongside him if I need to. <laughs> oh, it's not so much as walking. It's more of a... Oh, a crawl. Crawl. Mm. All right. Um, I'll take up his rear. I'll take the bullet and take up the rear from Donovan. <laughs> I, I, is that a... That's not a beneficial thing? I thought that was the best view in the group. Oh, is it? Well, I've I've heard. I've seen. So there you go then. And eventually, you all, as you bob and weave, through moving these, on. <laughs> um, Zar, you notice that the edge of your light meets wall, but it is cracks within it, as if rocks have been stacked up and placed there. Mm -hmm. Right, and so it's just like the tunnel in. There's no left or right. It just stops right here. Yeah, it just stops right there. Okay. Well, I'll uh, just pause and just give a listen to see if we can hear activity or anything coming through. All right, perception check, please. Skills perception plus five. 23. 23. Excellent. One second. Let me check out all this. In the brand. Okay. 
you hear the regular, um, it sounds like a regular clacking of hammers just going king, 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 and some that are like king, 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 king. Yeah, because he said that they had them mining, so. Hey, mines. Um, I'll tell everyone uh, what I hear. It's probably in or near mining. So, I guess we'll just have to get the rocks out of the way carefully. If only someone had thought to bring some thynamite, we'd be perfectly <laughs> in our way. What What did you guys I mean, hear? Sounds like um, picks. Like mine's um, Daryl uh, said that they brought them into mine. Sounds like he found a way out through uh, the mine. Gotcha. Um, See, we we try and as quietly as we can pick off any Duragar we see. So I would like to, using my wonderful new toy, um, investigate this pile of rocks um, so we can remove it without it falling like a Jenga set. Okay, go ahead and make me an investigation check. See where. Oh, natural twenty. I'll just keep. <laughs> okay. So, with that, um, the the glass that you received from Boren helps you start to pinpoint in your brain the ways to like deconstruct this rock um, door, if you will, rock plug. Um, I'll say it lowers the DC of essentially the stealth check as you all um, begin to pick away at it. Can I have a group stealth check? Twenty. Twenty. Twelve. Oh. Ten. Ten. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Solid throughout the group. You begin to pick away Azar at the rocks and pass it backwards. And thankfully with the hammering of what's on the other side, the occasional um, drop rock is not amiss, especially in the environment forward. But you separate all of it. I'm assuming. Do you put out your light, Azar? Yeah. Okay. You pour it out. Hold it, moving the rocks. Mm -hmm. You put it out, and you can see on the opposite side. It is dark. Um, very dim light, but still some light nonetheless. But right now, as far as your sight can see, it is just a dark room in which the walls themselves, though, that are nearby, do seem to be very smoothly hewn. I'm gonna use the Wand of Enemy Detection one more time. Mm -hmm. And these have to be hostile to you, yes? Yeah. Okay. You sense that there are currently two in the vicinity. Uh, you know the direction. Direction? As you go, if you were looking directly out the tunnel and into this room, they are off 
north east, if you will. North is the direction you're staying. Off to the right. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to say uh, two, two creatures hostile off to the right up ahead within 60 feet. Uh, let me sneak ahead because I don't need light. I'll be, I'll be right back. How many exits are there from the room? In the room? Yeah. Did I hear enemies? How many exits? How many exits? Oh, exits. There are, from what you can see, I would say two. Yeah. Donovan, you press past um, Azar and Elspeth, and you start to move forward. And you look out, and you start to go out and about. Yeah. Uh, individual stealth check for you, sir. So far, I've yet to roll over a six today. And I give him guidance as he pushes past me? Sure. That's Does good. Does it matter? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Add that D4, oh. baby. Ten total. Well, I thought you said you rolled good. No. Oh, God, no. I definitely needed that guidance. So yeah, no, the good was getting the guidance. I oh. almost rolled more on the guidance than it did on the D20. It was a one on the guidance and three on the 20. So 10 total. Oof. These are different dice, too. From Ugh. Um, but yeah, as you walk through... You know, whoa, 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 hold on, before we do anything, uh, can I add a d6 to that? Yes. <laughs> yes, we got it. Thank you, guys. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say, I rolled 10 on the last stealth check, but it was a group check, so I passed. So, 14. Oh my gosh. That's some spicy rolls. Spicy rolls. Okay. So, 14. Yeah, as you enter this room, Donovan, and as you all felt as you slowly started to descend, um, start to get warmer. And Donovan, as you enter this room, um, as you can see, there is that smooth hewn uh, stone, the walls bereft of any ornamentation whatsoever. But there is a pervasive haze, a smoke, that just lingers in the room, and it is warm in here. Getting uncomfortably so, especially with the cold weather clothing that you're wearing. The ceilings themselves are about 10 feet high. But as you look through, and you see in the haze, there are two Durgar standing in front of a door. And the door is very apparent because beyond it, you can see almost a molten orange glow peering out from the other side. You can see them with their war hammers kind of just stepped into the back there and just being like, man, I wish I was in there. Yeah, me too, mate. I wonder what he's going to say today. Yeah. Don't know. Hmm. And they kind of like to start like picking at their war hammers, just like at the little crevices. If they see any like little soot in there, they like kind of scratch it off. But they don't seem to notice you. Alright, I'm going to back up 
and relay the message. There are two appear to be guards outside of a door. It's really hot in there. Um, Warhammers. Uh, they look bored, but they're guarding a door with molten, I guess, rock coming from the other side. Do we, uh, or do we see any of the people that were doing the mining? I didn't see any miners, just the two guards. Yeah, and as you approached Donovan, you did hear the sound of hammers on the opposite side. Ah, uh, it's it's not uh, mining picks, it's it's hammers on a forge. Oh, okay. I don't know if anyone has silence or anything that we could put on the Durgar before we struck. Oh. Don't think I can I try to draw their attention. Prepared that one this morning. I can plunge them into darkness, like the kind you can't see through unless you're very special. I could also make someone invisible, if that's not worth anything. Bad. I think I think we need uh, we need some help. I'm did they look particularly and... wise? No, they did not. Ah. Huh. Well, that's helpful, at least. You can always use invisibility. In that case, uh, Narthi is going to pull off her shield and start walking towards the door. Or towards the direction. Hold, hold it. Ah. Grab a hold. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no, no, no. This Whoa. is how your brother got himself into trouble all the time. Just, just wait. Just wait. Oh. So a giant oh. dire wolf appears. <laughs> What is going oh, yeah. on? Which one is this one? Is it uh <laughs> Oh Badger. Sorry, Badger. Badger. A giant badger? That Bucky. would be Bucky's Bucky the badger. Bucky the badger. So you guys see like a gray resin badger appear before you. What is the meaning of this? What is this for? Protection and or a diversion. Don't worry ah, about it. Got it. <laughs> So we're in a space of some sort, and up ahead and to the right are the Dwergar. Is there anything else in the space where we are? Uh, make a perception check. I, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll use light because I have to, to see around. They're around the corner, so they won't be able to see the light anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a 14. 14. You do take in the space that Donovan described, and it is bereft of ornamentation. There isn't really much in the way of this room. There is that door up above, or where the two are guarding, and there seems to be one even further down past where they are. One thing you do notice that is a little different uh, compared to the rest of the room, in corners, almost like gramophones that just kind of flare out just in the corners okay and so there's it's just a room with a hole in the wall where we came through and uh, there's no doorway on it it's just like a, like a yeah it seems like when you look at the way that it is um the wall itself is very pretty smoothly hewn but for some reason, this area right here is just like broken through, and it seems to be a hole to the outside. Okay. 
Okay, I, I had I thought that like they were expanding into this area. That's why the tunnel was. Okay, I got mm. you. Mm -hmm. Somebody escaped the oubliette and we found their exit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, I'll say, uh, well, I can use a spell to like make a noise somewhere else and maybe they'll go to check it out. And we can get, get up behind them. Sounds good. I'm going to tell uh, Bucky that uh, they're to attack once we start attacking. Short, dark dwarves. <laughs> right. So that I don't have to like do it. I don't have to waste a bonus action in combat. I can just, <laughs> once we start fighting, you go attack dwarves. And you get like the subtle nod from the badger. Um, but yeah. Bizarre, you throw the noise. Yeah, so I'll like get to near where they are and cast the noise up ahead. Some like distant growling or like some sort of animal coming from somewhere. I mean, if there's tunnels coming to the place, maybe other things get in and out or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you see one of them just kind of perk up to that noise. Ah, shit. Probably one of the Kolgoth's gonna be fine. Like, takes the hammer over the her shoulder and just starts walking. The other one's like, you need backup. It's like, no, nah, he's just got both on the head and they stop it. And then he <laughs> walks away. But there's still one kind of standing there. Okay. And as, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh I'll, I'll just like signal everybody. And as you signal and you guys begin to descend upon the singular Duragar, the klaxon in the corner just <laughs> erupts as you hear a sound. It's like, Hello, <clears throat> this is this is Ardarak. Please, if you are not on any guard duties or anything of importance, which is nothing aside from guard duties, please make your way to the forge. And you see that one guard kind of like perk up, um, perk up, and then realized he has to stand guard and just kind of slumps in and just puts his head on his. Warhammer. Yeah. As the voice is going, uh, it's just like cover noise. I would like to jump the guard. Yep. And as you do, you just hear a wait, what? And go ahead and basically everybody gets a surprise round. Cool. Go ahead and make whatever action you would like to do to beat the shit out of this guard before he makes noise. <laughs> um, I'm going to need him to fail a wisdom saving throw, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cocked. Oh, no, that's definitely not a fail. That's a 21. Well, that's disappointing. But for the other folks, what you get? 30, 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. With the bow. And my sneak attack is 3d6. Perfect. I didn't get anything below uh, 19. Assume okay. those all hit. Yep. Narthy, are you striking? Me? No. Yeah. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a 19. No. Six. six. 
So, uh, 19 damage from my short bow with sneak mm-hmm. attack. Uh, the badger, however, runs up and nat 20s. Yeah. This thing. It, I don't think it doesn't do much, but, you but know. It looks great doing it. I, I was trying to give uh, Inkwa a giant badger because they have the highest damage output of a beast companion. <laughs> Seven, eight points of damage from the badger. Oh, nice. And it's R, how much? 24. Just real quick, just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the next one. <laughs> And just like a final punch to make sure it's dead, while the other one has <laughs> made their way off to the noise of where they assume the quagoths are. I like uh, to move on that one quickly before it quickly perks up. Yeah. Was the was the klaxon in undercommon or dwarvish? Oh, that's true. It would be dwarvish. Ah, oh, so then okay. I say, uh, we're about to have company. Uh, yes. Oh. Should we also proceed to the forge, or should we... This is the forge. Right. Should we go inside, or should we stay here? He... I mean, we're not technically on guard duty, so we could just join the masses. I just have a sneaking suspicion they're going to notice us, given just gestures. <laughs> I cast Disguise Self, and I look like a dwarf. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, uh, nothing. He does this sometimes. Please don't attack him. <laughs> That Understood. one's friendly. Understood. First, moving on the other guard, so we don't have someone coming up behind us. Okay, yeah. so Azar moves up on the other guard. Donovan, you let one loose. Go ahead. As he turns around, he's like, "What a second chip!" And go ahead and roll some attacks. Anyone else wants to do <laughs> anything inside those two? I'm assuming Buck is also gonna bite. Um, I'll have him. I'll have him. Tr- Try that wisdom save. All right. So I did 16, Bucky did seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, Elspeth, it's an 18. Okay, that's fine. I'm rolling well with these saves. <laughs> that's that's okay. fine. As long as it distracts him while everybody else, you know, stomps on him. Does a 17 hit? 17 does hit. That's um, 22. 22? Very similarly, just like, wait a second, jump! <laughs> and you see further down the way, there's another door not lit in that similar molten orange glow outline, but it is further down the way. Um, so. That's pretty much definitely the forge. That's like firelight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go over to the other door and just give a listen. All right, go ahead and roll a perception check for me, please. And I'm hiding the bodies. Mm-hmm. I'm assisting Donovan, and if there's any like anything that looks like an insignia, a badge, a, pa- a pass key, gonna grab that. <laughs> Yeah, no, you shove those two back into the tunnel where y'all came from. Uh, Azar, what'd you get? 18 perception. 18. 
you listen in and there is no noise behind there, except for you do hear some footsteps making their way, um, not towards you, but in almost a uh, perpendicular fashion towards essentially where the forge is. So it's like moving to, well, I guess my right, left? Uh, right to left. Okay, gotcha. Okay. How how tall are the uh, the guards that we just took out? Uh, Durgar, they're only about three, four feet tall. More more like around four feet something. Can Narthy fit into one of their outfits? <laughs> uh, you can certainly try. She's four foot seven. She's four foot seven. That's her. I'm a four foot eight. I'm a four foot eight Durgar. Yeah. <laughs> You start to strip them, and you know you look at Donovan, and he's looking a little for a Durgar, looking a little tall. Um, Narthy, you put it on, and particularly the upper region, it doesn't really cover much of the midriff. Of course, it doesn't. You're objectifying all of it. Yeah, hot Durgar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a regular Durgar. I'm a hot Durgar. <laughs> uh, but also, you do have this flowing cloud of hair as if you're always in water. That's true. Kind of like <laughs> as if it's on its own. Elspeth fishes through her bag and pulls out her foundation, which is a shade of light lavender and goes, do you want any of the to- <laughs> <laughs> can go ahead and try it. Yeah, we'll try it. Okay. Since you're not proficient in disguise. No, I am not. Just- Azar is proficient can I put it on in her? makeup. <laughs> Oh, Azar is, is actually proficient in playing Montage. That's right. You have braided my hair wonderfully multiple yeah, I times. Do, and I, I also have a disguise kit. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, we're going in as Duragar. I love this. All of us. Oh, so. Elspeth. There is no way Elspeth can pass for a Duragar, so she's just going to turn invisible once we finish all these shenanigans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before we get into this rolling, Azar, is there anything you would like to do to ensure your stealthiness, or is how are you going to go in there? If I was like, eh, I'll just try not to be seen. Try not to be seen, okay. So. <laughs> Azar, since you are applying the makeup, and you do have reference of both Donovan and the two knocked out, uh, or excuse me, not knocked out, killed Duragar. Um, Roll me a D20, mm-hmm. add your proficiency modifier, and... That's natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> I pray to God I roll this while we're fighting good wives. <laughs> it won't matter. Narthy's going to be so hot, she's going to distract all the... <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a sexy, a sexy Duragar dance for everyone. <laughs> you know how during Halloween, some people just want to dress up, but they want to like dress up as the slutty versions of... Um, <laughs> slutty Duragar. We're playing a horror campaign. I'm at a regular Duragar. I'm a slutty Duragar. Um, you, ha- you know what, Azar? You had oh no a revelation. Like even with Donovan's kit as well as your own, you just don't have enough hair to amass that full Duragar bush. And you look over at the two dead ones over there that you just like dispatched so quickly and their hair is still Perfect. so pristine. You shave it off 
and you start to glue it on and you apply it in like the right amount of layers, just like a little bit, little bit. But also with that nat 20, you do it like quick. You know exactly from your time in the circus and your time performing, just like this is how you apply a beard and you are able to like slick Narthi's hair back so that way it's not doing its own weird water thing. And you put on a Durgar wig. It is, it is a masterpiece. You look over and it looks like a slightly tall, kind of slutty Durgar. <laughs> I love it. This is ours taste, what can I say? All right, oh. Elspeth just kind of pats herself <laughs> on the chest and goes invisible. <laughs> Okay. Goes invisible. And do you do you four enter the room? Uh Narthi's gonna send her um send her trident to the water plane and so it's not with her right now. Yeah. And then pick up one of the wall hammers, I think it was called. Yeah. Just kind of try and hold it like dude was holding it. I'm following your lead, Donovan. So where the sorry, where the Durgar was going? Does that appear like people would come down there? So essentially, uh, y'all are in a room here, and there's like an offshoot this way, which is where he started to go. And when you were over there, Azar, you could hear that people were essentially like crossing in this direction, where the towards the yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all go in. And Azar will go last. Okay. Or presumed to be last since he has no idea where Elspeth she has no <laughs> idea <where> Elspeth is. <laughs> and oh. we'll just try to be sneaky. Um you said there was a haze is like is it like hazy enough to hide? Or... Um here right now it's a little you get the sense the source of smoke is on the opposite side of the room. Yeah, so, I mean, once we, like, open the room, would, I, would it help me hide? I think it would. Just not be seen. I think it would help, yeah. So, yeah. You three enter. You push through this door without any description upon it as you push through. And there before you, you see where you were in a 20-foot tall room. This one's about 25 feet tall, a large cavernous um, complex stands before you. And you can see in front of you a massive forge. It's construction, very um, symmetrical and very much like the um, places around it without ornamentation. It is built strictly for function and you can hear within this forge, now that you've opened the door and entered within, just hear a as lava begins to flow around this area. And you can see a few Duragar beginning to like work with metal and, well, not metal, but Shardolin, as you have come to know. And this auditorium, if you will, stretches out about 50 feet left to right and then about 100 feet down. It is massive, but with the heat and the um, smoke, it is just so hazy that 
seeing the far end is a little hard to see. And you can see on that far end a platform and a large dark shape silhouetted. But as you could see from or hear from the footsteps, there are more Durgar pouring in from the other side. There is about a hundred Durgar that have found their way into this room at this moment. I wanna yes. hop like be inconspicuous is is as high as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I would like you all to make uh, stealth checks. Um, Elspeth with advantage because you are invisible. And this is or stealth or performance because you are trying to be a Duragar in space. And Narthi, I will also give you advantage on performance because this Okay, thank goodness. Is slutty. Fantastic. Well, I would think people are like, wow. Thank thank you, Bazaar. You're lovely. I'm glad I had advantage because that first roll was not cute. Okay. Uh, Donovan, what'd you get? Eight. I may ask to add that was a roll of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You have been rolling fast, my friend. I'm sorry. All of your dice are in. That is a nine. (sighs) Okay. Narthi, what'd you get? I got an 18. If anyone looks at us funny, uh, Narthi will pull a Black Widow Captain America and like just say, kiss me, and then <laughs> go into... <laughs> and You're drawing attention it. in all the right ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, Azar, you are basically darting from structure to structure. Um, what do you I'm think? just trying to find something blue to hide behind. And just... <laughs> uh, I got a 19. 19 and elsewhere. I got an 18. 18. Nice. Across the board. There are some folks who kind of look at the other tall Durgar, but the other tall Durgar <laughs> right next to them is really drawing attention. And you can hear little clatterings of like, are they, are they trying to compete with Muscard? And like, you can just like hear different oh, no. things um, being filtered out through. But as people assemble here, and the folks that are working by the forge realize that um, there is now a lot more people around them, they start to look around and be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, oh, right, right. Um, And they look upwards, and they can see at the end of the hall, it's very hard to see. Um, But within the haze, about 30 feet up on his own platform, you can see a Durgar, his silhouettes with a Chardolin crown and his hand, right hand, completely encased in this menacing gauntlet that goes all the way up to the shoulder. You see some of the facial features that his son has, the pointed nose, the very full beard. And he looks down over all of his subjects. And you just hear him almost on a delay as he speaks horns from around the room just kind of blare inwards. You can see little tubes, almost like a newscasting center, just surrounding him. And the tubes just take his voice and it echoes throughout the chambers, echoes throughout the entire fortress of my children, my brothers, my sisters, 
the day is upon us. Today is the day we raise ten pounds to the ground. Now, I'm so very glad to have sharing all of this with you, which I will say point of order, this is in Dwarvish. So Donovan is the only one, Donovan is the only one I know and I know Dor- I know Dwarvish, just not Undercommon. I know Dwarvish. So nope. you three are the ones who hear this. Narthy, you're just like, hmm? But it's- If anyone looks at her, she'll just, she'll just put something on her and just like a- <laughs> And you see one Durgar over there on the side just kind of blush and just like, look back over at Zardarak. <laughs> I am again very excited to share this moment with you, and I'm sure our brothers and sisters in Ten Towns will feel the same. Now, before we begin with the festivities, I am saddened, I am hurt by the fact that in this great moment, right before our triumph, some of you decide this is the time to make wrong choices. Can we bring her forward, please? And you see some shuffling of some Durgar as two Durgar taking a stripped down um, female Durgar right in front of the dark silhouette you see on the stage pretty close to Zardarak. They throw her to the ground and she lands. My own captain of the guard would choose today, of all days, to show her betrayal. And it saddens my heart. It saddens. But we cannot let poor choices get in the way of our greats. Nefron. Thank you for your service. May you return to Dituera. At which point, the dark silhouette on the stage, two eyes, turn on, bright yellow. A grill, almost like a night's grill, just spreads out with yellow light. The shape begins to shift. Shoulders begin to rise out from the silhouette and two black wings spread outwards. A massive neck, the screeching of metal rubbing against metal as it starts to raise its head, a massive mechanical dragon looks down at Nephrim. And you hear just the slow sound of as this massive yellow light just engulfs Nephrin, and as the light goes, we just see a pile of ash. You see that reverberate throughout the crowd as some Duragar are like, yeah. Others, you can see a bit of their fear in them. And you can see, particularly for you, Narthi, the one who mentioned Musgart, just wide-eyed. 
Zardarak looks down at his subjects. That is what awaits ten thousand. Shall we begin? And you hear roars rip across the crowd as Zardarak looks to his creation. Go and bring me back my new kingdom. And you see the giant mechanical dragon just erect itself, look upwards, and you can see a massive tube, a giant cavernous hole right above it. It crouches down like a cat and leaps up and begins to claw its way upwards and out. What do you do? Go back to the room. <laughs> Azar, you make your way like... up to the room. Other three? I don't know. I mean, I don't understand what was just said. I have no just, idea just, what's yeah, going I on. I just grabbed Marthy and just... Yeah. Just... Can I... A small tug just like... Yeah. Slowly... I... As I'm hovering invisible in the room, can I tell if this thing is fully mechanical or if it is also magical? Ooh. Make an arcana check. Twenty-three. Woo! Of course. Okay. I'm just deciding how quickly I want to die <laughs> based on the answer to this question. It is mechanical. Okay. And as you saw its design, it is infused with Charlene. Got it. Okay. Making it innately magical. Okay. So you four make your way outside into the other room. I'm gonna wait just a bit to see what happens. Um, I don't, I mean, e e yeah. As that happens, or as you decide to wait and look out at the room, you see folks not returning to work. Actually, oh, hello, Raid, uh, from Fun with Fondue. Hi! Fondue in a while. Uh, welcome. Mm. Um, hello. We, they just encountered a encountered a Shardolin dragon. Um so yeah, and it has now been told to unleash its wrath upon ten towns. Um sorry, what was the question right before this? Oh yes, uh they are celebrating. There are some folks you can see, um like almost like a small splinter group going off to the side and discussing. But overall, the large um grouping of people it is joviality which is odd for Durgar. what um donovan what i mean i'm sure everyone's making like hullabaloo and whatnot and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you say oh yeah what what is what uh that uh, the dragon is going on that dragon thing is about to go destroy 10 pounds uh, i, I assumed this was some yeah. sort of a, like a ritual sacrifice or something i'm not quite sure what was who was the uh, oh no that that person uh turned on him was a traitor 
probably try to stop this, but that thing's going to go destroy 10 towns and we're too late. And hearing the words like traitor turned, was, uh, did they mention, did that gentleman mention that there are many that have turned on on whatever this is, whatever's happening? There's at least a few. See that group over to your left? They look to be uh, more worried than everyone else. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if connecting that with, because I, I couldn't understand, but you said, James, earlier there was one dude that mentioned Muscat or something like that? Uh, Muscart. Muscart? Yeah. Well then, Donovan, perhaps we should go... I mean, I don't know, but that group, as you said, and this specific person has been locking eyes with me <laughs> for quite some time. Uh, but I don't uh, know... Uh, f- well, Frick, uh, <laughs> uh, Elspeth, El- go back in the previous room, I guess. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to him. Oh, you're gonna go talk to who? Uh, that splinter group that went off. I'm just gonna, in Dwarvers, go, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they look at you. And they're like, who are you? Uh, perhaps you could uh, join us in the other room. Why? There's a Chardelin dragon about to destroy ten towns. <laughs> yes, that is very true, and we are very happy about it. Very happy. In other room, we... Celebrate. <laughs> Dong just gonna back up from them and go in the other room. Okay. Um, what was that? I don't know. I think I just got us killed. Make a persuasion check, real quick. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna break out some birds of paradise. Yeah, please Thank do. You. Please. Yeah. At this point, you can use that little weakness. <laughs> I can't give you guidance no. without breaking my invisibility, so... I'm going to... Oh, yeah, you can. Hmm? Oh, concentration. is that concentration? Yeah. Ah, I'm actually going to switch dice trays. Oh! Fresh and persuasion clean. 15. 15? Okay. You back up into the crowd disappearing. <laughs> the, the group of four kind of looking at you odd. As you go into the door, has everybody else reconvened into this room? Sure. Yes, I've been following Donovan. Okay. You are reconvened. You close the door. Donovan's coming, so like maybe just leave it ajar. Yeah, just just barely enough. Yeah, barely ajar. Okay, barely ajar. You four are there. What do you do? What, what are we gonna do? I think we're too late. I don't know. I just I just asked some Durgar to come join us. I don't know why. We have to do something. We can't just let the giant Shotland dragon destroy this place. I've got nothing that I can do against it. Well, we should at least go try to warn the people. I think that's the best as quick as we can, can do. Ra- try to raise whatever militias we can. 
how it's gonna it's it's a dragon it's gonna fly and destroy them we're it's too late there's it's already so what do you want to do donovan do you want us to just run do we just it controlled from somewhere is it is it connected to something did anyone see if it has a a source of power probably connected to the guy's crown do we want to assassinate him absolutely Great. There's a Should lot I... of Durgar in there. I don't think I can sneak past all of them. I can get past them. Elspeth is still invisible, by the way. <laughs> yeah. this conversation. She probably like put she probably like put a hand on Donovan's shoulder to like cue that she was there, you know, like so that people wouldn't be too terribly startled. Look, I can get to him, probably. It's just the getting back that's not as likely. If you can get us there, I can get us back. I can't get us there, I can get me there. Oh, well, but as right. soon as I kill him, this goes. They'll see me, and um, I'm not sure how much you know about this, but um, Dorgar and Drow do not get along very well. And while I'm only half Drow and I don't even speak the language, they don't seem particularly concerned about that. Hmm. But if uh, killing a Dorgar leader is probably not an easy task, considering. Killing a regular Duragar is not an easy task, but Narthia's ability to take the crown off of his head. Maybe we just, we just, we just go. We're, we're we need to Durgar. get this. I agree. We need to get well, we pretty to close do... to. We have to do something, and we have to do it fast. Huh? I can get us there. Let's let's try and get. So wait, are we trying to sneak through the room for the door? We won't need to sneak if I can. Um, let me see if I can conjure up something really quick. Um, How close do you need to be? Because I can literally just go in and drop a bomb of radiant energy on top of someone. Well, what I'm thinking is, when we're in the room, there was already a haze. Since there is a haze, I can perhaps use the energy and channel my the divinity in order to create a hazy-like additional fog, which would enable us to get a little bit closer. Once we're closer, I can then try and retrieve the, I mean, um, I, could, I can also drop darkness that will cover all of us. It's just going to move with us if I do that, so we've got to be strategic. We need to get as close as possible, and then I can drop it to cover us while we, you know... Are the Durgars still partying up in there? Yeah. Are you asking yeah, they are. drinking and stuff? Yeah. Would you say here on the interior they're quite happy? I feel like if we can just join the party and <laughs> get as close as possible. Exactly. Yes. Yank, shatter, run. Could just wait until they're really drunk. I don't know if we have time for that. If they're going to be attacking the temple. Uh, hello. I I heard something about meeting over here because the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Just come on in, please. And you see, walking in are two Durgar. Oh, and like one of them notices the beautiful Durgar. Oh, I, I didn't know you were with her. Close the door behind her. We're, we're great friends. Um, there's a dragon. Yeah, and it's gonna blow up ten pins. Is that the good thing? They both kind of look at each other and they kind of look at you. And I'm a and I'm about ready. <laughs> and they like 
It's a good thing? I shut the door behind them. It's like, <laughs> what do you really think? Boom, and they turn around and they <laughs> see the human there and they're like, wait a second. And they look at you, Narthy. <laughs> like, no, we're not dwarves. Come on, speak. Again, she doesn't understand anything anyone's been saying this whole time. So if they just look at her, she's just going to smile and pretend and then look at Donovan and Azar like. Anyway. So huh. is if we wanted to stop the dragon, how do we do that? Well, you, you break it. What about the crown on yeah, any other um, way to that stop guy's it? head? Uh the crown, I mean, it's always been on his head, so, um... But you don't control but, it? You don't, uh, yeah, it, don't. It, it? It is, um... It... Someone roll me a D20. Anyone. It's not me. Somebody... 15. <laughs> What'd you get us? 15. 15. The other one is like, ah, oh, well, um, I kind of designed that, uh, a mental apparatus. It is a thinking creature, but it listens to Zardarak, right? So will it need to come back here for repairs or anything? Or will it just keep on going? Uh, it will up. come back for repairs, yeah. But if there is a ten pounds left, <laughs> that's the other question. <sighs> I, I just like point towards the door. It's like, do you need that forge to fix it? Yes. So I can probably break that pretty quick. Ha! <laughs> if you know how to punch through a dragon heart, good luck on that. <laughs> Just light up my hands. <laughs> and the eyes kind of go wide a bit. Uh, look, we, we're not part of Zardarak's fashion, okay? We are with Musgards. We... Who's that? I... <laughs> This is a long story. Um, basically, Zordarak is trying to uh, infuse his kingdom slash uh, clan with the Musgard clan by marrying their first daughter, who is Musgard. And then they uh, do that pairing. However, Musgard thinks Zordarak is a fucking twat. So, um, yeah, we've been trying to uh, sabotage him, but... Man's fucking paranoid! Great, so, great. Here's, here's what we'll do. What kind of paranoid says the voice from the ether? She's Who invisible. Are you? It's okay, just calm down. <laughs> you you guys go invisible all the time. <laughs> it's weird when someone else does it to you. Okay, so you help us get to Zardarak, we kill Zardarak, stops the dragon, Musgard takes over. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't Musgard. stop the dragon. Musgard, then do we control the dragon if we have the thing on? No, the dragon works on the Zardarak. But if Zardarak's dead... Then it goes on its own wanton way. I think we should just leave. Maybe we should just leave. Yeah, maybe look, we should just leave. Look, if we're not going to do something here, then we need to get out and we need to get to Ten Towns as fast as possible and try to warn somebody that it's coming. If we get to East Haven, we can tell... Imdra to rally the troops, or we can go to Brinshander and talk to talk to uh, anyone at this point. Unless you can fly, there's no way to beat that thing. 
So we're not even going to try? to destroy things. Where's it going first? Um... Oh god. Uh, what's the nearest one? From where we are, the nearest place is Dugan's Hall. Dugan's Hall. Dugan's Hall. It's gonna blow that shit up. Then we bypass Dugan's Hall and we... The road goes straight to Brinchander, right? Yeah. It's up and over. Um, I think... uh, I... Yeah. I don't actually know where we are, though, so I can see. And also, flying on a Nautilus ship did not help. Yeah. No. Uh, we got, we just gotta destroy the Dragonheart. What's the best way to do that? Uh, yep. <laughs> we need to... Out of it. Do we need to... Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of Duragar in there, and some of them might be your clan. We don't want to hurt them. Uh, yeah, it's it's tricky. <laughs> I wish I had dynamite. What is the plan? Is there anything here that would stop the dragon? Or allow us to control it if we could catch it? Nothing's controlling that thing. It is essentially a weapon. If we killed Zardarok with whatever boss lady, would she let you guys come with us to fight the dragon? Why would I want to fight that thing? You saw what it did to Nefra, it just went It's like, I, I just turn around and I just breathe lightning in the off in a random direction. Okay, at least I know my body will still be there. I literally turned it from... <laughs> I'm not going to just sit here and die in a hole full of Duragar. So, do you want me to go try to light up the forge, or do you want me to get going to try to alert Ten Towns? Because I'm not staying to die here. I've already done this once with the Duragar. Renna died in the process. I'm not waiting. I don't think there's anything here that'll help us. Then let's go. go. We can come back for the Duragar later. We need to save Ten Towns now. Great. Uh, Elspeth, again, still invisible, has not dropped it, is going to go over to the tunnel, and anybody in her party who is kind of watching or whatever probably sees or hears, like, the bodies that we shoved in there. Like, one of them gets whooped out <laughs> as she clears the way to start leaving. Uh, I'll ask, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Cole Black. Cole Black. And you? The other one? Broad. Braun? Broad. Okay, well, uh, hopefully we survive and we'll be back and we'll help you kill Zardarak because we have we need to kill him anyway. But we have to save 10 towns first. Uh, okay, and as you... As they answer oh, that, um, uh, could you guys cover up this? We're, you came in through a hole. Could you guys just cover that up after we leave? Persuasion check. <laughs> hey, otherwise, we'd have to come in through the front door. And going into the front door in Durgar places has not worked out well for us in the past. Uh, let's shoot. Let's shoot off. I don't think I have much in persuasion. It's a 14 on the die. I'm not, hold on. 
Persuasion. Yeah, plus one, 15. Plus one. As you say that, as you exit out, Throttle's going to be like, uh, okay. As you all begin to make your way up and through the tunnel, through the hole, worming your way out. Wait, we're leaving? Narthus could be like, wait, what are we doing? Are we leaving? We can kill Zardarok later. We have our way in, but we need to save Ten Towns first. All right. Darby, as you can contemplate this, your party is going into the tunnel. <laughs> I guess just back up and follow the party after a yelling match and no idea what's going on. <laughs> None. No idea. We'll just explain everything in common all the way That's back fine. To the tunnel. But Narth <laughs> yeah, Narthy's going to get really upset because this is what she was told was her justice and avenging of her brother. And so now that we're leaving, it's like, the fuck is going on? So. To be fair, I think Elspeth's big explosion was in common. So you probably did Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yes, gotcha, all gotcha. that that she said about the I assumed everything was in war. everything. Gotcha. No, that, that would have been in common. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, as soon worm. as... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I... go ahead. You worm your way out, weaving up the mountainside. You pop out of the hole at which you see Daryl with your um, companions. And you look out and over. You see descending towards Dugan Hole, just a black silhouette. How far away is it? Dugan Hole? How far away is the dragon? How far away is it? Oh, yes. it's, it's gotten a good, it is, it is like, it's gotten of past the, the mountains. <laughs> Th over 320 past... feet? Oh, way more than that. <laughs> um, it has gone past the mountains and is starting to crest downwards towards the red waters in which Dugan Hole and Goodmead are at. And you see it cresting downwards towards Dugan's Hole at the moment. So, well, we know which way Ten Towns is now. And that means Waterdeep is that way. I think we've failed and time to go home. Um, Elspeth is going to drop invisibility and sort of just, she's going to whistle and see if Irut pops out of nowhere, as he is sometimes wont to do. I'm going to shoot firebolts in the air, just, and hopefully anybody sees him towards, like, towards tent. to Daryl and, like, um, Daryl, um, you saw the thing that came out, right? And another spore classical. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, we need to go and stop that, and then we'll come back to get your family out. Oh, because okay. that's going to go and kill a whole lot of people right now. We need to stop. We need to stop that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Do that, and like they do the little stub hand, like. <laughs> okay, uh, so. We'll, we'll be back. Sorry about the delay. Um, will you be here? Or are you going to go home? I, home is, and like points downwards, my home is the Underdark. Oh, I don't know how to go there. Oh, well, uh, I hope you find your way home safely. We, we really have to go. Okay. Uh, save 10 towns, all that. Sorry. Okay. 
but we'll be uh, back. No, understand, understand. Um, as you all begin to descend with your animals down the mountain? Yep. Elspeth's not waiting for anybody else at this point. She's going to periodically whistle and see if Irut shows up, and otherwise she's just moving. Mm -hmm. And you descend down the mountain, and you can see as you're about halfway down the dragon over where it appears to be Dugan's hole. You see a... Golden light just piercing the darkness. Occasionally you see a sweep of a black silhouette just crush through. You can see just like the sparking and scattering of wood. You continue to rush down that desire to stop this thing pushing you further on and further on. And as you clear through basically the under, or not the undergrowth, the tree line at the base of this mountain, you can see across the red waters the dragon making its way towards Goodman. As you stand there looking across, you hear coming along next side of you three sleds and a figure standing on top one of them. The other two piloted by kobolds. But this figure, um, human, female, tuft cloud of white hair framing her face and an eye patch that goes over her left eye. And standing over her right shoulder, a snowy white owl. A root kind of looks towards you. And this figure says, Hello. I believe you all will be needing some help. And that's where we're going to end today. Okay. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Uh, uh, <laughs> we've got four inspiration tokens. They are going to go into the boy which is triggered so we're going to do a giveaway tonight on down darker trails of uh i think it's a nord games deck or anything from a merch store that's what we're gonna do nice 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 so tune in tonight at 6 p.m pacific tune in 6 45. i don't think we're doing a pre-show yet <laughs> anyway maybe maybe 6 45 maybe 7. So yeah, check out Down Darker Trails, and um, we also have Swords and Sages this Monday, uh, which is our in-studio show. We are allowed to do that again, so we're super excited. And yeah, keep an eye out for us here on Twitch. We're here regularly on Mondays and Saturdays, occasionally on Tuesdays. Um, check us out on YouTube for all of our VODs. We play board games. We do TTRPGs. Occasionally we'll do top 10 lists and talk about that schnazzy stuff that's happening out in the gaming world. And also check us out on patreon.com slash questsandchaos and join us for the Guild of the Five E's. Fun stuff, fun times. Anyway, we'll be back again next week. Same time, same place for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. But until then, friends, stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll see you all next Saturday. Keep it frosty. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden podcast here on the Quest and Chaos Podcast Network. If you enjoyed what you heard, please head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash questandchaos and join the chaos. There are four awesome tiers over there for you to join, and three of them lets you influence the story by giving inspiration. But all four of them gain you entry into the Guild of the Five E's. That is our brand new shared world building storyline that we are creating for 2021. And we would love to have you be a part of it. And we'll see you live on Twitch, later on YouTube, and finally on podcast. Thank you all for being part of this awesome community. And we hope to see you adventuring soon. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network. I want to take a moment and thank our patrons, especially our inspiring leaders, Duke Vlieg and Tomagatora. And of course, we can't forget our inspiring middle management, Lady Bedivere, Ben Soslowski, Cheesecake Fries, Slyly Tove, Ted Danson, Jen, Seth Jones, and our inspired patrons, Adam Andreas, Garrett, Jeremy, J. Matthews, Reoccurring Dream, Killian, Lee, Robbie, The Baroness, and The Apollyon. We, of course, also have a fantastic number of guild members that help keep us going. If you want to support us, please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash questsandchaos.